It's okay. It's okay. He won't hurt us. He, he would have killed me by now. Okay? I think it's because we're not actually part of the movie. He doesn't really know what to do with us. Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... The one and only Ralph. That's right. The one and only Ralph. and forever Ralph because you're right. always here. My dad's always, my dad's always, always here. Dad's Making sure I'm not you know, talking to the void by myself. You know? Right. <laughs> That's really the only reason I'm here. <laughs> That's it. That's the only reason. Uh, this is episode number 130, and today's episode, much like any uh, most of our episodes, not all of them, but most of them, uh, we're going to deal with three movies. Those movies are were handpicked by me, yours truly, and um, let's see, the two new or recent releases that uh, we're going to be reviewing today is going to be In the Heights, which is a legit, you know, musical, uh, complete, and um, just came out in theaters as well as uh, HBO Max. And then we're going to be reviewing The Reckoning, which is, uh, you know, if you want to call it, like, fast-wise, it came out last year, but really it came out in 2021 to everyone. Uh, The Reckoning is on uh, Shudder, if anyone's interested. And then uh, lastly, we're going to be reviewing, as part of my ongoing marathon of toxic shit, we're going to do Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Um, And yes, that is the name of the movie, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. So... Check those out, and then it's going to be doing today. You can always uh, find this show and all of our other episodes on otherpodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out there or give us an iTunes rating, which is like literally the best way the algorithms of our lives can determine whether or not more people will listen to the show. If you are a fan, which I assume you would be. All right. Now let's get into what we've been watching. No, not before that. Uh, we're going to do, um, you know, stuff. Raf, how are you? Uh, better. How's your life? You were sickly last time? Dude, so the, you know, I just thought about it. The, we recorded late last week, and that was my fault, because I'm an idiot. Um, our last episode. And uh, and I had done a lot that day. I worked. I went to a friend's house. No, I didn't work out. I didn't work. I went to a friend's house, uh, did a bunch of stuff at home, um, drank, obviously, came home, did a podcast. Then I lost my voice for about a week and a couple of days. Oh man, where'd it go? Underneath the cushions in the sofa? Correct. And I just wouldn't leave. Right. Um, so yeah, no, my voice is really bad. Um, I had to take these off of work. I never take these off of work. Um, luckily, I didn't call in sick. I just was like, hey, I don't feel good. And they're like, yeah, you don't sound good. And I was like, right, that too. Um, so yeah, I got that go for a couple of days. Um, and then my voice is, you can still hear it sometimes, it kind of like, it's not all the way back, but it's there. Ended up getting laryngitis. Um, other than that, besides that, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better, doing a lot more. I haven't, so, <laughs> I know uh, we were just making a joke before we started, is that uh, I because of that, I didn't really watch anything. i just been like watching, I literally throw the TV on and just fall asleep because I've just been tired. I, my diet consisted of that whole week of just like tea and uh, and lozenges and medicine. Uh, I would eat sometimes, but for the most part, I wasn't really uh, for at least a couple of days until I decided to feel, that I, I did feel better and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I just sleep when I sick when I'm sick. Um, I don't really watch. I was watching like soccer because. Uh, Soccer's back right now. The Euro Cup is on and stuff like that. So, but I would start it for like ten minutes, and then it'd be like, "Oh, hey, um, the the match is over." 
of course, like 90 minutes have passed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. Uh, so I only saw one movie, um, and I think it was like right before we recorded or something. Um, oh, yeah, from last time? Yeah, from last time, yeah. So uh, uh, don't have much on the watching TV or anything side, sad to say, besides just regular sports that I would watch um, if I saw them or highlights. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have nothing really, nothing else besides that. Yeah. All right. Well, on um, on my end, I've been. I think I mentioned last time that I was watching. I've been watching House lately. Uh, still doing that. However, uh, you know, obviously, can't just watch House. So, like, I've been getting into um, some of the shows that have been releasing. Uh, not just like recently, but I mean, like maybe like over the last year, shows and stuff that I've been missing out. Um, going through like a small list because there's a lot of them. Like I missed the new Young Pope show season two they made last year. I missed uh, a lot of other ones. Um, I can't think of another one right now. Um, the Third Day, for example, I missed that one. Still haven't seen it. But I have been um, watching the uh, the Harley Quinn show on HBO. Yeah. How'd you? What do you think? I went through the first season already. I know there's another one already. Um, haven't seen it yet, and it's really, really good. I really like it. I thought you would, yeah. It's I a really so fun, fun ass show. Um, it is, um, you know, a lot of people. I mean, it's easy to compare it to that other Prime show, Invincible. And oh is, yeah, and it has similar qualities for sure. They're both like adult. They're both, um, you know, they're bloody, and they both can swear, right? Those are, but that's it, really. The stories cannot be more different. The tone cannot be more different. They're right? Really, yeah. They really one are is, different shows. No, one is complete and utter <clears throat> parody. Slash having fun. Yeah, it's a rollup. It's like a it's a quest venture adventure R- thing. It's right. Like, yeah. 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 Very much so. And it's also, I think, more. I guess it's what you would expect from these characters, but not expect to see it in this format. I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. It was. Uh. I mean, I I knew I expected because it's Harley Quinn, and uh, the way Harley Quinn has been idolized lately, like over the last few years, especially since Suicide Squad. And obviously, right. she's had her own movie since. Um, there's been, you know, I, 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 I knew that it was going to be like a rollicking fun time. And I knew it would have to be a lot to do with the Joker and so her separation about it. And of course, the first episode is about that. And it's, it's really the, the the whole point of the first season. So, like, it's all about that. And it covers some stuff. And it also it also talks a lot about the validity, validity in, um, in supervillains and superheroes, too, I guess. And how they act, and how they want to act, and their their motives of how, what makes them villains is really fun. But in a fun way, obviously, it's all tongue in cheek, fun stuff. But like, I like sure. how the show, you know, mentions that, tackles it. Sometimes just like goes and asks directly, seriously at that question, and it's kind of cool. I like it. So yeah, big fan. Uh, that's what I've been watching. Uh, well, that's what I've been doing. And now we're gonna get to real recent discoveries where we talk about the movies we've been watching lately that obviously fit into the show itself. And, uh, Raf, like you said earlier, you mentioned one. You and I both saw this. Why don't you right. start with it? Of course, of course. Uh, I, we ended up watching a movie called Prospect, which is a sci-fi drama, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, written and directed by Christopher Caldwell and Zeke Earl, uh, starring <coughs> excuse me, uh, Sophie Thatcher, J. J. Duplass, Pedro Pas- Pascal, um, Anybody else is kind of Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's it's a weird movie about like um, indie movie 
that uh, I remember you kind of like were selling us on it. Apparently, their helmets look very, very realistic. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I agreed. Uh, I thought it was a interesting potential like future of a of a. There, I mean, not to ruin anything because it's sci-fi, but other planets and stuff like that. Um, about just like I guess where you know it's still resource driven and it's crazy and just like having to do uh, or what they have to do to do to get to the stuff. Uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting find for sure. Uh, movie, um, and I had more fun than I thought I was gonna have. Um, and uh, it was uh, what's it called? Uh, it was it was done well enough to the point where like you, it didn't feel like it was like complete indie, I guess. Because I don't know anything. I didn't know. Any, I never heard of this movie until. Yeah, until I mentioned we, it, and then we saw it on a whim. Yeah, it was, it was all whim based. <laughs> it was all whim based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the acting was pretty good. I didn't hate it, um, considering the. I don't think I know who the girl is. I don't think I've seen her. Um, I could be wrong though, Sophie Thatcher. I don't remember her either from anything. Um, she might be from something, but I don't, I don't think so. Everyone's from something. Everyone is from something. Apparently, she. Yeah, there. so this is a total legit indie movie for sure. Yeah, it, it really is a hundred percent indie movie, where um, it it feels indie too. Like the spaceships looks like indie. I can't describe it. It's not. It's not like <laughs> like oh, is it made out of cardboard? No, it looks like a ship, but like it looks like it was made. I don't know that like no color design would ever be approved by Hollywood studio. Like <laughs> no, no, right. It just yeah, very it, indie. No, it, it it does feel like that. It feels like um like it was I don't know, just like mix mixed mixed matched. Like they're yeah. like obviously no one cares how it looks on the inside, so fuck it. But like Hollywood would be like no, obviously everyone cares how it looks on the inside. Um so it's vice versa, I guess. But nonetheless, uh, I thought the, I thought uh, overall, like the plot of the movie was really cool, and how they fix things and some fucked up shit. So without ruining the movie, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I overall had fun with it for a movie that I literally heard ten seconds of a pitch, yeah. uh, which was helmets, and then I saw the movie. So yeah, yeah. helmets and then movie. Um, so I, I really liked this movie too. It's a very you know, a lot of people uh, equate to some sci-fi movies uh, as uh, like a space western. Um, okay. You know, there's some out there. It's becoming more of a common, common yeah, thing. Yeah, I guess it is. More common, obviously, ever since um, a lot of things. But like over since, you know, what's that one? Um, that Firefly. Show? Firefly, thank you. Ever yeah. since Firefly, especially, it be, be kind of shot For me, that. it was Cowboy Bebop, sure. Bebop, right? That's a great, that's a great one. It's a great one. Um um, and this one, I would say that it fits more than most of them. Um, I would say in the whole in the whole Western space, you know, um, mixing, where um, because it's like it's a literal gold rush. It's just that it isn't gold; it's something else, and it's not yeah. on the same planet. You know? Yeah, like, it's, it's so like weird. it's not to dig. It's not to find the fucking thing and it, figure yeah. it out. Like yeah, it's, it's like really, really close to it. The language, obviously create similar things they even have their own version of native americans and cultures in there that they have to traverse through or talk their way out you know it's like it's like very similar yeah um, and it's very that, nice anyway it's not even only that but there's it also requires like it's it's weird because like the movie requires them to be smart uh in their own individual way not just like a grunt you need to have still probably be smarter than what the gold rush people would have been during the gold rush you know here in the states and stuff like that. 
um, when they were tra- when they were doing that. Because like I, I feel like yeah, some of them yeah they either stumbled upon it or some of them were smart and they did the math. But I feel like everyone here has to be smart enough to their aspect to their ability because it's very very much life or death and how to get through things because you're traversing other worlds <laughs> you know like you're yeah. stuck in a space the whole like you know, obviously this yeah. So anyway, that's Prospect uh, available. Where do we see it? On Netflix, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I know for the longest time it was on Hulu. It's possible it's on both, but I think we saw it on Netflix. And um, but check it wherever you know. Uh, anyway, uh, on to me. I've been watching some movies. Uh, I have three others here. One is called The Dig, The Dig from this year, and uh, it's a movie that um, that I might have. You know, if I knew about it before, maybe enough time or whatever, I might have picked it for a review. Okay. Um, but also, like, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure what you would have thought necessarily. But anyway, here's the description. An archaeologist embarks on the historically important excavation of Sutton Hoo in 1938. It's <laughs> um, written by someone I don't know, directed by someone I don't know or never heard of, <laughs> um, which is interesting. Uh, um, and then it's a subject matter I don't know. Right. Like archaeology, like the actual, you know. I mean, listen. The, <laughs> what I know about, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> it's it's Tomb Raider, right? Oh, okay, um, it's not Tomb Raider. I'm I was gonna go with Jurassic Park, but okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's a what's a step there. No, the dig is a very very. It's like a drama biography history. It's a history okay. movie. It's like very not. It's not exciting like that. I mean, it is a good movie. It's a great movie. I'm trying to say, but like, it's not the same kind of exciting movie as an action movie is. And it's a very serious movie, and it stars Carrie Mulligan. Um, who is superb and completely, you know, um, handles that movie well, as well as uh, Ralph Fiennes, who plays the, oh, okay. the 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 person she hires to excavate the Sutton Who in 1938. I would say it's a period piece because it's 38. Well, what, what is the Sutton Who? Could you tell me? Sutton Who, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I didn't know until watch the movie, and I saw it, like, actually a while ago. I, I forgot to put it in the last recent discovery, so it's been, like, over a month since okay. I saw it. Oh, wow. Uh, but um, this movie, it's a son who is a, it's like this very famous archaeological find of like this like wreckage found from some other century involving. Like, was it a Viking ship or something? Something else? I don't remember what it was that was discovered on her land, on um, the main actress's land, oh. and um, and she so therefore she hires an exca- and uh, like raw finds to excavate it. And there's obviously you learn. But it's not about this. It's not a process movie. It's not about, like, oh, how do you dig them out? It's about a lot of things. But, like, you know, along the way, you find out, like, oh, you know, this is a way to, there's certain ways to do it. And as as he's excavating it, uh, you know, the press gets wind of it and it becomes, like, a big deal. And this is right on the heels of World War II. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, That's like, awesome. there's a lot of that going on. And uh, But it's, like, one of the most extravagant finds um, found, especially for how pristine they found it in. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal in the archaeology world. Let's just say that. And it's still available at whatever British Museum it is and whatever their version of, um, I don't know, the what's that one that we have? Uh, the Lure? Smithsonian, like the Smithsonian for them. Oh, yeah, whatever yeah. Whatever yeah. they have for that. I don't um, know what they have. That's a good question. Uh, no, there's a name for it. I just can't remember right now. Oh, there's an actual name for it? I didn't know. Yeah. I'm bad with that shit. Uh, yeah, well, the Smithsonian kind of has branches everywhere, but, you know, you know what I mean. They have uh, the British National well, They have their own channel, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I, I know I, I'm not doing a good job of selling it, but it's a, it's a surprisingly wonderful movie, kind of like very great with the subtleties and the light touches. Very great directing by um, 
Simon Stone. Again, never mm-hmm. heard of this guy. And um, it was it's surprisingly fun to watch and and intriguing too. Just like when you think like, oh, this might be get boring, something happens and it's really it keeps you going. It's interesting to say it that way, but it, it just works. Like the, there is a there is a rhythm to it. Huh. it just but nobody finds me. a Stargate or anything like that, right? A Stargate? No, no, there's not an ounce of sci-fi. Just let that go now. Okay. It ain't happening. Uh, next up here, um, this comes from this comes on the heels of uh, picking a, a Shutter movie or a movie from Shutter. I saw another one of it, another one of their movies called uh, "Let's Scare Julie." Let's scare Julie. Technically, it's, well, again, Shutter says 2021 or 2020, but it came out technically 2019 according to IMDb. A group of teen girls set out to scare their reclusive new neighbor, but the prank turns to terror when when some of them don't come back. And uh, directed and written by the same person, Judd Cremata. And um, That's this another movie? What? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let's get Julie right now. Anyway, and um, this is, uh, I put it on like on a whim, one of those kind of movies. I put it on actually while I was feeding my gliders. So like I wasn't going to baby, I wasn't, I was going to background it, right? I was just preparing the food and stuff. And um, and then I got I got sucked into it. Like, I got sucked into it because it starts out very kind of whatever. You know, like, there's a bunch of teenage girls, like eight or six of them. I forget how many. Just talking. Like, just talking nonsense and a sleepover in one of the friend's house, right? Okay. And the whole movie, you realize... I didn't... I mean, I didn't double-check this, Ralph. But I, because, again, I didn't know 100%. But, like, the whole movie, I think, is in one take. But I'm not sure. I um, legit one take? Like might be might be one take, or it could be made to look like one take. I don't know if it's legit. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. Um, but it's made to look like one take, and then you don't know until everyone leaves a certain room who you're gonna follow. Who are you following? Who is the main star, right? Um, and you find out that the one that stays behind while the rest do the prank, and she don't want to go because she has a history with pranks and she has a history with like not wanting to get in trouble. <laughs> so they go, she stays. And then when they come back, as they come back, they realize some serious supernatural level shit is happening. And obviously the movie goes off the rails from there and it has really great tension is what I like about it. Really good tension. Um, again, the fact that the camera really stays so uniformly on one character and just like her, you don't know what's around the corner because it's following her very strictly. That uh, kind of gives you an extra eerie feeling. Uh, throughout the houses, especially when, you know, people will start calling herself only even voicemail. She's calling them a thousand times. And they don't answer, you know, and then her little sister runs away and you don't know where she's at. She might be at the house across the street. Oh, shit. You know, and it's uh, very simple. It's very indie. Obviously, they use two houses in this entire movie. It could not be the cheapest movie. It's really cheap and no name actors that, you know, um, but it's uh, it worked well. It worked really well. Surprised by it. That's my point. So if you're interested, go watch Let's Scare Julie on Shutter. And last but not least, I saw a movie that was recently nominated for a bunch of things, and it won a couple things. The Father. Have you seen it yet? No, right? I don't think you have. Hmm. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, I didn't hear you. I don't know if you might cut off. Um, the Father I, is... Yeah, I did. I did. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. The Father is... Uh, well, a man... Okay, here's a description. A man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages, as he tries to make sense of a... Ch- of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. This movie won for screenplay, and Anthony Hopkins won for Best Actor. Right, I was supposed to say this is the Hopkins movie. Yeah, it is. Right. And, uh, I mean, obviously, I said before, we've, we've always known of his power. You know, he's really good. I knew going course, in, he was going right. to be very good. And he is very fucking good. 
he is even uh, at like ninety six. Is that is that how old? He is? I, I don't know. I'll find out for you. But I'm just. Oh, oh. Anyway, however old he is, that fucker still can act <laughs> like his ass. Born in thirty seven. Nineteen thirty-seven. He was born in thirty-seven. Yeah. He was born two years after the whole Sutton Who fiasco. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. That's funny. <laughs> that's and that was World War Two. The, the start of it. The start. So he's been around. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, this movie is very good. I, I also realize how the writing. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what to think of the ending. You know, I haven't talked to anyone who's seen it, so I can ask questions, but. Or like figure it out, um, uh-huh. and I haven't read reviews or anything. But like, uh, uh, besides the fact the the ending or how it all you know how it all ends up, you know, like I don't know how I feel. Besides that, it it is written really well. It's, it uses like the structure of well, not structure because how do you structure something with someone who's going through dementia, you know, um, yeah. and forgetting things and not understanding why he's forgetting things and he's mixing up people's faces and stuff too. It's not just like. You know, did this happen? Have I had this conversation? You know, it's not. It's not simple. It's very complicated, and it's uh, one day could. Fe- it, what feels like one day could actually be months in time, and he wouldn't know, which means you don't know as the audience. So oh. it is really, really well, and I think Hopkins plays it really awesome. I mean, it's showing a man who is like covering sometimes, other times completely frightened at hearing news of like, "You're not my daughter. What are you talking about?" Or like, "It's been how long?" You know. Um uh-huh. and stuff like that. It's really good. So yeah, totally recommend it. I can see why it was everywhere, and people liked it and stuff. I still wouldn't have. I wouldn't have made probably my picks personally. I had more bolder picks as far as like who would win on that, and okay. it would. I don't think it would have cracked my top ten either. But it is very good. Very, oh, like very for good. Uh, for for twenty twenty. No, for oh, okay. twenty twenty. Uh, I don't know if it would have cracked my top ten. So. That's what I think of the father. Very, very amazingly well acted and good written, well written too. So, um, check it out. I don't know where it's available. I'm sure you can rent it. Probably uh, um, We're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna review our first movie. And I'm not saying it's our first musical, but it feels like our first musical review. Is it? I and, don't know. We're not to find out. Anyway, we're gonna review in the heights. So you know, stay with us. Lights up on Washington Heights Up at the break of day I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away Pop the break at the crack of dawn Sing while I wipe down the awning Hey y'all, good morning Ice cold piragua, pancha, china, cherry, strawberry And just for today I got my mate Oye, piragüero, como esta? Como siempre, señor Usnavi Ice cold piragua, pancha, I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. Exacerbated by the fact that my syntax is highly complicated. Cause I immigrated from the single greatest little place in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. I love it. Jesus, I'm jealous of it. And beyond that, ever since my folks passed on, I haven't gone back. God damn, I gotta get on then. Oh, the milk is gone bad. Hold up just a second. Why is everything in this fridge warm and tepid? I better step it up and fight the heat Cause I'm not making any profit if the coffee isn't light and sweet Abuela, my fridge broke. I got cafe, but no con leche Ay, Dios A filmed version of the Broadway musical in which Usnavi, a sympathetic New York bodega owner Saves every penny, every day, as he imagines and sings about a better life 
This is In the Heights, as in Washington Heights, uh, directed by John Chu, the John Chu. He's getting pretty a lot of notoriety lately. Uh, written by, um, well, screenplays by Chiara Alegria. Alegria. Yeah. Who this? Who this? Yeah, who this? Who this? And uh, obviously based on that person's uh, musical stage play and book by, I believe uh, the music was written originally by Lin-Manuel Miranda, the concept and the um, the lyrics and stuff. So it is Lin-Manuel Miranda and Chiara Alegria Udis. Udis sorry. Um, anyway, uh, this is a legit musical. It's also two hours and 23 minutes. Um, do not. <laughs> I do yeah. not know why, but um, we're going to talk about it, and I know that sounds like I'm starting off with a bad thing, but um, I'm, the running time did bother me. It was kind of daunting to start this movie up because I'm like, oh my God, so long. You know what? Um, I actually was going to start it, and I, I fucking kid you not, you were like, yeah, the movie's two and a half hours, and I was like, fuck. Were you going to start it before I told you that, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I was going to start it like that day or something, or like a couple of days before, and it's just like you said it, and I was like, fuck, is that long? It's like, ah, oh, like I'm not looking forward to looking at this fucking long movie. Yeah. It's like, oh. and it's a musical too? It's like, fuck me. I think yeah. we did Singing in the Rain for a thing. Not Singing in the Rain, no, my apologies. Um, Sound of Music. Hmm. For a um, Yes, we did. Yes, you're right. So this is our second that we can think of anyway. That I can the, think of, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into why that is in a bit. But um, anyway, this movie stars Anthony Ramos, Melissa Barrera, Leslie Grace, Corey Hawkins, Olga Meredith, Jimmy Smith, the Jimmy Smith. Uh, Jimmy Smith is really the only actor. No, no, not the only actor I recognize, but the only named actor here that's pretty big. I would say, I guess, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is like a, a smaller, not, yeah, even, yeah, not yeah. even supporting cast. but he's Jimmy Smith for sure is. Like Stephanie biggest. Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, obviously. I would yes, know that. Yes, Dasha yes. Polanco from... I believe uh, Orange is the New Black, I recognize, right? So they're, you, I recognize them all, but like none Mark, of them are Mark, huge actors. Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony, right. I forgot he's in one scene. Um, funny enough yeah. is that he's, uh, he, he's in one scene and he doesn't sing at all. And he's the only known singer in this <laughs> cast. So that's a very weird choice, <laughs> right? Isn't that weird? Uh, yes, in a musical, the uh-huh. only, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe these guys are all singers. Anyway, let's get into it. So, in the I'm gonna go first on this uh, in the heights um, to say that um, it's uh, I was neither excited nor like afraid or not fair. That's not the right word or like avoiding this movie. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling particularly excited to watch it. Like you know, even though it's Lin Manuel Miranda and it's like from the guys who did Hamilton and all that, and it's based on the stage play, and not even you know La Raza and shit like wasn't making me like want to see it. Like just because I'm Hispanic doesn't mean I need to see this. Um, anyway, so that didn't intrigue me necessarily, but it didn't deter me either. I was just like, meh, whatever. I don't have to see it. If I see it, whatever. I picked. I ended up picking this movie because I didn't know what else to pick, um, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I'll, I'll go. I mean, I, I don't mind going for something that we don't usually do sometimes. You know me, Raph? I always pick weird movies. So this you is do. as weird as we get, honestly, because we rarely do musicals. Um, so I put it on, and as I was watching it, even though I did press pause to get another drink or go to the bathroom or, you know, something like that. Not that this movie is like Zack Snyder long, but, you know, besides pauses, I watched it in one sitting and I found it quite marvelous to watch. Okay. I was found myself really getting into the little dramas, the musical numbers. I think there isn't a bad one in the mix and picking my favorite is going to be hard, honestly. Um, found myself completely enjoying it. 
um, completely not celebrating with it necessarily. I wasn't like imitating a blackout to join them or anything, you know, nothing like that. But um, I found myself uh, just really enjoying the the details and the custom and the the spectacle. I mean, this is a hard. This is some great direction going on. Stage direction, blocking, dance number. They they, they do it all. They do great <laughs> fucking, and it doesn't feel like it's all. It doesn't also feel like it's simple. Like it's like adapter for this. It is adapter from a play, but it isn't like someone took everything they did in the play and just put it on set. You know, because it doesn't feel like it's on a stage either. It's it, it's all moving parts. They're in apartments. They're actually in buildings. They're actually on the streets. They're actually on buses and shit. Like it really works out. And there's a lot of camera, camera cinematic. Yeah. I don't want to say yeah. I don't, uh, don't want to say it's trickery, but it's like you know cinematic influences, cinematic you know flourishes are used left and right and to to further you know give off that energy and stuff whether it's sad or good or great or whatever um so yeah i found myself totally enjoying it and obviously it isn't a perfect movie or anything but like right now it is like on my top for sure give or take and um i really you know one thing that came across it is that i really liked in the heights as a musical i mean more than the last few musicals that have been popular I was about to say, I was like, uh, how often do you watch musicals? Well, I don't. I've seen a lot of them. I've seen like almost all of the classics. Not maybe that's not right. That's not true. All of the the big classics. Okay. Right. Like sure. it's, you're singing in the rains and shit. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and I've seen a lot of the ones that have been made since I was born, right. like the Moulin Rouge and the Chicago's. Right. Um, and then there are other. I've even seen one or two indie ones. Like Guy and Madeline on the Park Bench, which is probably my favorite musical, give or take, um, except for Cabaret. I really like Cabaret. But ultimately, though, you know, yes, I just mentioned a shit ton of musicals, probably, but I still haven't seen that many, and I don't seek them out. And if anything, I avoid them because it's just not my not my bag. It's the way someone says, "Oh, I don't like westerns; it's just not my thing." Um, it's like the same thing, and so I never convinced myself to really like it. But anyway, this movie. I feel like it's better than La La Land, for example, which is like the last one I can think of. That was a big one, a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, I, I way better than that movie. I mean, La La Land was boring compared, I feel, to In the Heights. Okay. And um, you know, I don't know, maybe, and uh, I don't know. I just related to these cu- these characters more. It's because you're Latin, dude. No, I was gonna say it's not because I'm Latin either, but you know, whatever. Could be, I guess. So, uh, Ralph, what did you think? Well, I think the characters are way more relatable. Um, speaking of the movie, I thought I'm very much similar to you. I don't, I don't really search musicals. Uh, musical is not a fucking type subject of movies that I tend to go and look out for, or even are on my radar. I didn't even know In the Heights was a musical until I heard. It. Well, once I found that Lin Manuel Miranda, that was like, oh, of course it is. Um, right, but that's besides the point. Uh, so, like. But my wife, on the contrary, she's a very much big musical. Like, if you talk to her, like, about movies that she's seen growing up, it's like Singing in the Rain and Sound of Music over and over again. And what's shit. that one with um, Super Califragilistic one? What's it called? Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, right? That one, too? Yeah. So she's very much, like, seen those kind of things. So um, I figured, I mean, I, I'm watching with her. And I, I'm mirroring the same thing on your end. I, I felt like the movie was, like, it's actually kind of compelling to watch, and it was interesting in how they did things, how the stories being told and music form still, obviously. Um, but like, it's it didn't feel like it was 
and I don't know, it didn't feel like it took away from everything, you know? Um, I guess how other movies sometimes feel like that, like force choreographed stuff and all the work they did. There's a lot of work going on. Um, and they're actually, it does feel like you're not, you're not just like, you know, on a settings place or whatever. Um, and yeah, you do. I think the movie does a good, a better job of making the characters relatable. And that's, what's really cool about the movie. Um, and the characters are very, very much just down to earth people. And I've, heard this story or I've uh I know some of these type of people you know you know what I'm saying so like it feels very very grounded um just minus the everyone breaking down into dance and lack of violence by the way um but besides that right in the, yeah. movie, <laughs> in the movie it does feel kind of like you know like it's kind of like real life um real people <laughs> real stuff like that you know, for, for all the singing, a, yeah, we have. Like I guess I minus the singing and add violence because there's just violence in the world, um, but stuff like that. Uh, but besides that, I mean, uh, I think it was. Um, as I say that, I still do. Me and my wife kind of agree. Where it's like it's like it's dumb fun, kind of watching it though, because it's like like oh, are you kidding me? Like you're doing this shit, you know? But it's still. It's dumb, but it's still doing it in a fun way where we're still enjoying it. It's still the music or whatever the case is that you're doing is still enjoyable enough for me to continue watching it. I did have low periods um, compared to you, so I will say, I guess I graded a little differently than you. Um, mm-hmm. I think like the middle kind of just like just get, just let's let's go, and then and then the and then the end was like okay. Um, did we need those extra two songs? But okay, whatever. I mean, or that one song meant to say. But it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that's where I fall with it. Um, I had fun watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, know that uh, traditionally speaking, uh, musicals, when it comes to musicals, the way it traditionally works, again, traditionally, this you could do whatever, right, in the world. But like, traditionally, um, a musical, like, it's a great way to portray and emote you know, because you're singing, right? And you're giving that emotion into it and you're dancing, which gives you the energy that you want into the lyrics, which are saying what that character is thinking or what the character feels, or what the character is uh, wanting to say, but doesn't say, or, you know what I mean? Like that's the, the way musical works. That's the, the, sub- the subtext told in music. And it's an expression. That's why music is expression of art, expression right. of something. So right. instead of just dialogue, which usually, like, if you do a voiceover in a movie, could be fantastically boring, right? If you don't, if you don't, if you want to <laughs> yeah. give it some oomph, musical is a good way to go. Yeah, uh, I feel like this movie has that in spades, but it doesn't. It doesn't really use it as a subtext, like what they're thinking, what they really want to say. They do, but they also do it as like the main text. Yeah. Um, and I think I think um, that's a difference that I'm not saying it's rare, but it's less traditional. And again, I am not at all like a study. I'm not a, like a studious guy on musicals and stuff. I really don't know that much. Um, sure. But like even like my favorites, like I said, Cabaret, I've only seen like twice. It's not like I memorized the movie. Ne- never um, seen but it. Oh, it's a fucking good movie. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but this movie, I think, uh, I think uh, you're supposed to really just feel like the energy. And if you take the energy and the, the musical numbers as instead of dialogue... Uh-huh. You know, I think, you know, as a one to one, I think um, had this movie been two hours and twenty three minutes long without the music, it would have been way more boring. Um, 
But obviously, all in moderation, right? This movie is almost like 90% musical. It isn't like shy about it. No, <laughs> it's not. No, There's a lot of musical. There's a lot of music yeah. in it. Um, but I don't know. I, I think as the movie went on, and I was trying to discern whether or not I feel like this movie needed quite as many, you know, spectacles, quite as many musical numbers to to move the story along. I was like, you know what? I couldn't find many good reasons to take them out. I couldn't find a good reason to take out one of them. Maybe, maybe there's one that you could, arguably, but like ultimately, almost all of them, if not all of them, I feel like belong in there. And I think they do move the story along. I think with the nature of what they're doing, you know, this movie is about, we haven't talked about what the movie is really about yet, but it's about the dreams. It's about dreams of people. It's about uh, neighborhood. It's about, you know, history. It's about race. Not race like that, but it's about your, like, your race, you know, your history kind of thing, like uh, ancestry, let's say, or something like that. Your blood, right? Right. Um, your customs, your culture. It's about all that stuff um, without directly about being any of it. I mean, it is direct, but it also isn't. Like, no one's, like, beating over the head with it. It sounds like it is because it's a musical, but if everything's a musical, then nothing's really over the head. Um, you know, I just found that really wholesome and kind of, well, not wholesome like that, but, like, it's really fun to enjoy. I just found myself enjoying it a lot more in the details of that stuff instead of just dialogue. So yeah. that's, I think that's where I fell in love with it more, and I found myself, like, not Im- I can't imagine this movie without the music anymore. Yeah, no, of course not, of course yeah. not. You know, it's funny because, like, um, I wanted to say, uh, I, so I, I, I kind of, like, mirror the same thing, and I, because the movie, although we have our protagonist, uh, but because the movie is really about the neighborhood, you have to introduce all these characters, and all these characters need the time um, for their songs or for their introductions or for just screen time. So it makes sense why the movie is long because we do get a lot of introductions to characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, obviously they have to break out in song or you have to retrofit them in something and add their point of view. And it, and it makes sense to see it because um, everyone has a point of view and everyone's point of view is different. Obviously everyone's following their dream and everyone's dream is different, right? But like you can see where a lot of people are similar Obviously, no one's ever you know, exact images of everybody, but are similar into what they think of other people, or how they see other people, or how you know they portray stuff. And then, same thing goes with uh, their struggles and what they're doing and how they help each other out with those things. Um, and it's it is very much like that. Uh, you know, uh, more people are more vocal about their stuff, and it's just it's, it without introducing the characters, the movie is less than. So I I would agree with you. It is it was more of a daunting task, just the fact that you know it's going to be a long movie. But it is hard to find. Besides, for me, like the little little things I complained about. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the movie maybe would have been two hours. It's I mean, if you cut the stuff down. But it's that I only complain because I I thought the movie was just slowing down in pace wise. Mm-hmm. Me personally, yeah, um, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, and it's funny how we've been talking about this movie and really haven't spoiled anything. Um, Which is actually kind of cool. It's kind of a strange plot because, like you said, it's about the block. So Right, <clears throat> it is about the block. Like, of course, like I said, we have a protagonist and it is about one person's dream, you know, mainly, I guess. Mm-hmm. But overall, because that person's willing to tell you everything, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's like the spearhead, too. He also feels like he's the uh, Usnavi is maybe the... 
not the soul, but the heart, maybe, of the of the block, so to speak. And he's leaving. I, I would say so, yeah. And his nature of leaving comes with change, and change is always inevitable, even in a, even in a in a stable, not stable, but in in a lived in block like Correct. like Washington yeah. Heights. Ch- change is inevitable. Yeah, that's something that. Um, right. Yeah, and it's very that's very kind of a mature thing to tackle. Um, you And going along with that is, uh, you know, just. It, it's like it really I don't know like this movie is trying to be hopeful while being realistic or yeah. right you know what I'm saying and it's like it manages to for me pull it off even if it's barely sometimes and other times better right but like it manages to pull it off overall and uh, I found myself like I said enjoying it um, let's get into uh, spoilers I think for this movie we can actually we can actually talk about the plot and what what happens in this movie. But before I get to that real quick, I want to ask, what do you think of the love story, the central love story that's happening or that happens? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. Because there's always got to be a love story, right? It's a musical. Yeah, it, to, it, it, it's, it's okay. Um, I felt like the it was um, kind of a paint my numbers love story as, the, as to how they fall in love or how they get together, one of the cases. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, a, a little, a little unique, a little uniqueness thrown in there. Not, 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 not all the way. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but overall, like I, I don't know. I, I get. I feel like I don't know. I feel it. I feel why. Um, what's it called? Uh, the uh, the what's it called? The dilemma. I would say. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So spoilers for In the Heights starting right now. I never thought I'd see the day Since when I locked in people scared of heat When I was a little girl growing up in the hills of Vega Alta My favorite time of year was Christmas time Ask me why Why? There wasn't an ounce of snow But oh, the coquito would flow as we sang the aguinaldo, the carnaval would begin to grow. Business is closed, and we're about to go. Let's have a carnaval del Dude, when Ustavi shoots everybody, crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't think he could be able to use an Uzi. So, <laughs> so um, right. you're right. I would say that uh, the least interesting was probably their love story, and and I never yeah. really, and I never really thought that he was going to leave, or I expected uh-huh. him to take her with her with him. Uh, yeah. So my thought was they're going to go together, uh, right? But, but just, even, it, even it that didn't it, feel right. Right. It just you know? felt, it just felt, it didn't feel unique, right? It just felt like, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they obviously liked each other. He just didn't have the balls to do anything. Uh, yeah, it, the whole but, dance thing was pretty bad for him. Didn't make him look good. I mean, I mean, that, not that it made him look bad. It just made him look like 
so yeah, like th- that that part is like that's when it started losing me because it's like wait what I don't get that it was the blackout first blackout just the right? blackout yeah correct right and I was like I don't get it and then we just like fast forward to like going into the house and like I don't even I'm just gonna ignore you like what like I was like what's going on like what the fuck and then uh, obviously the movie slows down on purpose because of the death of uh, uh, abuela abuela right mm-hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's like really weird. It just felt like a weird transition, and it just like it kind of threw me off um, in that aspect. And then also, I mean, like, well, what I meant like unique was is it's funny how he never asked her out. It's all his cousin, <laughs> or <laughs> right? He's that right. nervous about it. He's that yeah. yeah. I mean, he's that just head over heels over her. You know, mm-hmm. he just can't seem to be himself around her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it, but it is it's cute and you know it's funny and I love I love the, his voice when the the cousin's voice when he's he changes it like very manly voice you know yeah. as he's asking her for him yeah it's really funny yeah I like yeah the, the movie is I'm not that it's a comedy or anything but like has some good like harder moments um, no but that's like a thing that is uh, you know people who know each other we can jest with each other we can poke and prod about. You know, like, oh, shit, you said something, you know, and then make fun of you for not doing something or doing something, whatever the case was, yeah. which is, I think, very, very much like what family would do, family and friends would do to you. And then the movie, this movie has that in stride. Yeah, I would say that the one thing that uh, I guess, um, you know, did not make this like, a, or took a star out, let's say, in my review, Um mm-hmm of this movie is just kind of what we're talking about, how it is very much like, you know, I I think we know he's not going to leave. Like, this, I mean, but also, like, I'm not saying, I, it's like, I don't forgive it for, for being formulaic yeah. on this whole love story. Will he, won't he leave this, this great neighborhood that loves him so much? Um, and he loves back, right? Right. And, um, you know, and then the other thing is how they actually treated it, which is, not just that it was formulaic. I mean that it's um, that they fucking lied. <laughs> the movie lied. <laughs> oh, because uh, they're on a beach. They're on a beach. It looks like it's the remake version of his dad's old bar or whatever. Yeah, it really does. It looks like it. Fuck you, yeah. people. It looks. And like I, it. I get what they're doing because at the end, you know, it's like right this corner area. It would be like what you would see if it was his bar, right? Yeah, but like. There's two lies actually that happened. This is about <laughs> now. This is about the framing device. This is where Oscars are fucking chipping away at the movie. I love it. I love I it. Yeah, yeah. There's two, two ball face motherfucker. <laughs> okay, okay. There's okay. two lies. One to the kids that he's telling the story to, which is a framing device. What makes this movie go right? right. He's telling the story. It's like yeah, many you know, it's like Lebowski movie or something. There's a lot of movies like this. Um. And the other one is that he lies to the audience. The one he lies to the audience is the fact that he's not in fucking uh, Dominican Republic. He's in Washington. <laughs> he's in his own bodega. Okay, he's in the shop the whole time. Yeah, uh, cool, cool looking shop though. I will say it's very, yeah, very artistic and cool and colorful as fuck. I love it. Um, but the, the the lie to the kids is that um, well, you know when they talk about this is like in the first act still um, when the, they announce that that. The, there's a winning lottery ticket that came from the bodega that, that was well, not be sold. We all knew it was going to be the grandma. You, you knew it was going to be Abuela? They, <laughs> yeah, they, they, 100%. You mean the way she was waving that ticket before? Like getting right. Yeah. Paciente, yeah. Well, yeah. right, paciente, yeah. 
which is my favorite song probably in the movie. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So there's there's that, and then it, but the lie is that he tells the he, the kids. One of the kids asks him, um, "Do you know who won?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> you know who won?" <laughs> That's funny, motherfucker. He's like, like, he he's like, like no. He couldn't just say like, "Wait till I like, get to that part of the story." Right. You say that you have to lie because you're lying to me, man. Also, I mean, you lying yeah, to the kid. It's, it's, no, I get but, it. Like, right? you know, he's lying to the yeah, kid. Yeah, that, that kid's story. never gonna believe him anymore. Right after this, the, the, the trust is broken. <laughs> like, now it's a life of crime. Now, crime and drugs. That's all it took. That's oh uh, Jesus, that's, that's funny. funny. But um, they're like ultimately small things. I think uh, the whole um, faking that uh, fake out to the audience of where he is. Yeah, it's definitely a bigger problem. Not as big, but I, I can't. I'm over it. But it took I, a star off. I I literally feel problem. like that could have been solved. And it's not that it's not the biggest issue, but it is. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're obviously talking about it, but it's like I feel like they probably could have been solved. Where he just goes like, "I feel like this is my island retreat, and I feel like I'm in the Dominican Republic by having this." Thing. Literally, if he says that, like it would have been like, "All right, I get what your guys are trying to do, shitty." But he doesn't say that. He just says like, "Well, I made my own thing here," and, right? Yeah, and I and I know it's like you're leaving it for us. To be like, oh well, that's what they meant to do. I go, yeah, but the kids are like about to run in the water, like in the, you know what I'm saying? Like when he's like, oh, go play in the water, go, go play in the water. They're like literally about to go into the ocean, and you're like, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh no, he meant the pool. That's nowhere near where they are. I'm like, wait, what? Like it's just like I was like, all right, fuck you. So yeah, and I know that like um, if you just think about it emotionally speaking, like in the in the sense of the movie, like that's his new dream. Right, and the right. movie is showing you that his whole thing about wanting to go to um, Dominican Republic because that was his best memories were there, which is very much living in the past. But whatever, his, his best memories come from there. He wants to return there so bad to create new best memories. Um, the fact that he has made in the on the Heights, Jesus Washington Heights, his his new dream is a dream to be that it would look like what his dream was before. Like, that's his dream. And then the whole movie is just showing you that, right? The whole movie is just showing you his dream personified, you know, in this beach front that he's in with his kids. But that's bullshit because it's a lie. (laughs) The movie's lying to you. Um, So I had a problem with that. Uh, Beyond that, though, I really love the cast. Uh, Like, I really liked, um, what's her name? I I definitely don't remember any names. The Um, main actress? The main protagonist? The main protagonist. Well, I know it's Navi, but uh, his squeeze uh, to be was Vanessa. uh, Vanessa. Uh, I really liked her thing with uh, her coming home from an Ivy League school um, and Jimmy Smith's, like, selling all his shit, right? And the whole idea of the place becoming, it's like the first steps of being gentrified. Right? Yes. You see that happening with that um well with well, the place he sold it to, the owner he sold his other half of his place to. And that's, that's Nina. Vanessa's his girl. Vanessa's was Navi's girl, right? And then uh, Oh wait, was that was a, Nina, my bad. Yeah, I'm Nina sorry. Nina is the girl who came back from Stanford and dropped out. Oh, I forget. I'm not bad. Oh yeah, Vanessa wanted to live in downtown, right? That was her thing. Yeah, she wanted to make her my she bad. wanted to have her yeah, own. I'm already fucking it up. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. You're right, it was Nina. I apologize. Um and um and Nina's um no, not Nina's. Um, I mean the uh, the dry cleaner that moves in, also that you know wants to buy the great hand stitch thing from Abuela, and then charges her a shitload to clean it. Was it? Is that what it was for? Right to clean? Yeah, it's a dry cleaning. It's like nine dollars a piece at you know 
12 yeah. of them and it came out to a lot of money. A lot of money. And she was like, nah, I'm good. Um, I really like that. Well, I mean, I didn't like the scene. You're not supposed to like it, but like, I really liked how that mo- that scene worked out. You know, like, it was a cool scene. I liked it a lot, how it's changing. And it's very subtle. They don't mention it again after that. Um, oh, they don't mention it outright again. They still have it in the background. You still see the dry cleaners everywhere, but like that's it. Um, and uh, I really like Nina's story, is my point, I was trying to say. And um, I just liked her story. It wasn't like a big thing. It wasn't like the worst thing. It wasn't like, you know, something violent that happened. It was just like a realization thing. And that's how she feels like it's in a, not inappropriate, but she feels like she wouldn't fit, you know? And I'm not saying that, you know, fight it like her dad was saying, you should fight it and everything. Yes, you should definitely fight whatever you want to do. But she wasn't sure about that until later on in the movie. So, right. um, so it makes sense that once you figure that out and she works her way in and then that's her, her dream, her sueñito, right? Yeah. Um, I almost said suelito. I mean, that sounds like a little full. I would have heard right. Um, anyway, I liked her. Um, I overall liked Vanessa's thing. I don't know why she was obsessed with, I mean, I know why, but I didn't get why. I didn't feel it. Why yeah. she wanted to move in downtown. I get, I get, again, I get why. I don't get why. Um, sure. Yeah, there's very little clarification on her end. Yeah. Not that I we need really to. the salon girls. I had fun with them. Yeah. Oh, did you? I did. I had fun with them. Well, not because, like, well, it's like they were fun. Well, they were I just. It had this energy, and I like the whole thing about them moving out and being able to like, like being one one train away from everyone. But it feels like they're moving countries, right? Right. It does because they're cool. not in the neighborhood anymore. Right, and that's the and that's the thing. No, and it is crazy because they they have to like fight for that because they're like, well, you know what? It's better for us, and it's gonna be you know whatever the case is, and and it is one of those is about change. You know, yeah, um, and it's inevitable. It sucks. They sure they, if they could get everything they wanted where they were, they would, but they can't, so they have to go somewhere else. Yeah, it and sucks. and and in fact, that uh, that salon lady, um, I guess the mother of the other two, she uh, she springs up probably the best, maybe the most, uh, my second favorite number, let's say, but one of my favorite numbers where uh, everyone's down from the lack of electricity and the heat. And she's trying to say goodbye or get them to say goodbye to her, remember? And then she sparks up that whole um, the whole hopeful song number, right? Wait, 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 wait. What part is this? This is where uh, the salon lady, I forget her name, man. I don't remember. Oh, uh, I think that's Kuka. Is that Kuka? No, Kuka is her daughter, bro. Oh, is it? Kuka and Carla are her daughter. I'm looking so at it. So Daniela. Is it Daniela? Okay, let's just go with that. Daniela's, uh, you know, salon owner, He, she... um. Trying to say, she's about to leave. Like the movers are ready to go, and she's trying to say goodbye, and no one's there. No one's there to wave her goodbye, and uh, so she goes to that, you know, that square. I guess, from yeah. Apart, from like, it looks like a rear window, like the middle courtyard where a lot of apartments meet. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, and um, and she, and they're all down in the dumps, and she gets them to sing this really awesome song. I really liked, and the song itself kind of morphs. It tries. It's like a. It's like a, a tug of war. Between some characters not really believing that things are going to be looking up yet, yeah, and some, and some of the characters like her, they're saying like it will look up. You just fucking have to, you know, will it, hope it, wish it, do something, dream it, and all that stuff. I'm doing a bad job of paraphrasing, and because um, uh, anyway, it happened and it's like a tug of war, and it ends up being hopeful at the end of it. And I just really like that song, and uh, she's the one that kind of sparks that song going, and her story is because of that. So liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, what I else did you like? Did you like Abuela? What did you think of Abuela in the movie? Uh, I liked her character. I liked that she was 
uh, everyone's abuela. She couldn't have kids or she didn't have kids. Right. So she felt like she was the mom or the abuelita for everybody else. Um, obviously stuck with Uznavi mainly, taking care of him, raising him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I liked her character a lot. And I do agree with you. One of her, her song was one of the best ones for sure. Um, uh, I know you said it was your favorite, right? Yeah, um, my favorite. It hit me the most, like emotionally. I would say, yeah, it is more, you know? probably more, more emotional impact because you get that like whole history of, yeah, you know, of just the like whole the subway thing. Is... Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on um, for sure, and it just makes you feel like she's seen everything, you know. And then she has to see it almost torn away from her too when people are coming in. It's kind of shitty. Um, so yeah, that's shitty for sure. Yeah, she's uh, like a historical marker. Right. She is, yeah, very much so. Jimmy Smith is almost there, but he's not. He's still young in comparison. Yeah, he's still young. <laughs> right, right. And then, um, uh, yeah, I I like that, but I I felt like the the um, what's it called? And I so I actually didn't like the girls, the 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 salon shop and owners and the girls. Oh. I felt like they were just like so stereotypical, um, and and then. Something happened. I think it was when they we, were. But they do use those nails. I've seen them. I don't know. So have I. I've seen them too. <laughs> but I think it was when they were at uh, Abuelita's house for dinner, and they all meet up and they're like playing bingo or whatever and stuff like that. And uh, and I was like, you know, I've been there before. I've been in, I've been in this situation where like they're very much like out there, like you know, like ugh, like extra shit. Mm-hmm. But then, like when it comes to family, they're like they're in it, they're involved, and they're in stuff like that. And I was like, ah, oh, man, that felt really grounded, and it almost like won me back. But uh, <laughs> I think but, yeah. I think I kind of annoyed you, right? Probably no, it, it was a little annoying, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, besides that, I also uh, didn't really like Nina Rosario's. I I felt her hers was like strong, but I didn't like her relationship with uh, was it Corey Hawkins' character Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I didn't care for it, to be honest with you. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was, uh, I felt like it needed it, time or it didn't need to be there or something. Yeah, I, I, that's where I think you probably could have saved time in the movie. I just felt like it took a lot out of it that it didn't need to. Um, like that last scene, that last part where they're walking. It was a cool scene, don't get me wrong, where they're walking on the side like they're doing the fucking Spider-Man, right? Oh, yeah, no, that was, uh, really, that was such a badass scene. It was a bad, right, badass scene and everything, but I didn't really need it, like, like I, I, it's cool that she was progressing, and he's still there. Like, all right, cool. Like, I, you know, like, all right. But like, I just didn't, I just didn't care enough. I cared about her yeah. and wanting to go back. I, I like his story separate from her. The whole taxi stand, I get it. Job but, thing, but, but them together didn't right, right. click for me. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get, I get why you said that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Other than that, um, what's it called? Uh, I did like, yeah. I do like the rest of the stuff. It, it feels like also like you know going back to that. Um, uh, como se dice uh, something in fe? What's her quote? Paciencia. Paciencia. I was like leyenda. That's not right. Paciencia. Patient, faith and patience. Faith and patience. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also. First, yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, I was gonna say that John Chu seemed to like go all out directing wise in that yeah. fucking her song number because she, like he's like I'm not beholden to this is like a dream sequence so I can do whatever I want. I, I feel and, like he does a good job of, of you're right I can do whatever I want. I feel like he does a good job of capturing culture. Yeah he does. Um, he really and I, does. And I'm like that's crazy because uh, you saw it in Crazy Rich Asians um, and uh, which I totally looked up his IMDB. <laughs> Anyways um, and he's doing the sequel too by the way. I heard. Um, I heard. 
It says already in pre-production or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I was going to bring up the, the kind of Lin-Manuel Miranda's character, the Piraguero. Piraguero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was hilarious, his little introduction. Because <laughs> like, he's like, I don't need to be here, and I'm totally an add-on thing. But the fact that he has this thing where he's like, fuck you, ice cream guy. I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, Did you it is- until after the credits? Uh, no. Super he has out. an extra scene at the end where, like, he manages to, um, like, fuck up the, the ice cream man's truck. Oh, and all the, all the kids are swarmed to him. Uh, so, like, that's funny. Well, like, it's cool because, like, he does, funny. like, he's doing these, you know, raspados, which is what I'm used to calling them. But he's doing it yeah, when he's too. actually shaving the ice, you know? Uh, yeah. and that's legit. It's not just like, oh, bro, I brought some, I bought some shaved ice and I can just serve it to you. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's doing it right in front of you. He's putting the work in and the effort and, you know. Yeah. No, potentially yeah, he, you could yeah. get better, different ice style when you, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, I've seen them before. They're, they are rare though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, well, at least by us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I, th- growing up I thought his thing was funny years. where he just like <laughs> goes in and like starts spraying everybody with their things. He's like, fuck you guys. Just <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was quite defensive of his property. Yeah, it, it, right. He's like the so. troubadour in Gilmore Like, what the fuck? What right. The fuck yeah, yeah. It's a good way to put it. Oh my god. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all non. It's non-violent, I guess, but it is something like oh. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, it, it was I'm like glad, a weird. I'm feud. glad the whole racial thing wasn't a big deal. Like the most racial, like anti-Latino, like white problem thing, or something like that. Uh-huh. Like alien element in the movie. Besides the fact that. There are new owners coming in, the beginnings of gentrification. We talked about that already. Besides that, I mean, the only actual racial negative stuff in the movie uh-huh. is really only Nina's story about why she left and stuff. Like the whole thing about right. you know, the campus looking in her stuff. Right, or right, right. a white person's stolen item. Yeah. Um, but nothing happens like that. There's no do the right thing scene with Dude. the cops and shit. None of that No, happens. there isn't. And it's thankfully, uh, none of that. It is thankfully, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I don't need to see that. I was worried about it because, like, again, you know, it's easy to go to that well because yeah. not because it's just true, which it is. It does yeah. happen, has happened, still happening. Sure. But like, it's just that we've seen it really a thousand times. No, we have. You know, yeah. it's just what's what's really cool about the movie. Like, when um, even their family, like everyone has like so everyone has their own issues, and we but like we we have we all accept each other. It's really weird, like. I don't know, man. It's it's so trippy to see it. It just like I said, it just feels very, very, very grounded. You know, like a like I don't know. Yeah. Feels real. Yeah, for a musical, well, definitely for a I mean, musical. Yeah, right. For <laughs> Cause, all cause out, no know. one breaks out into fucking like that. All right. Unless if you're doing a flash mob and everyone's getting arrested, I guess. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think uh, we're gonna call it there for in the heights, unless you have something else. No. I don't think that's wrong. Oh, there is one oh, one last thing. This is news relating to the movie that I learned about it after the fact. Um, was that Corey Hawkins, right, that plays Benny? Yeah, but... Uh, I hear there's a little bit of controversy into choosing him as a cast member oh, because really? he is not um, Latino. No, he can't be black. Who's a shit? Right. That's right. I mean, again, I don't care. But yeah. I'm saying there was a little bit about that, and um, it's there's something else. There's some other complication with that. But it relates to mainly him being casted, and you know what does it mean that he's able 
to find like even a, I mean you can find someone super dark skin in the Dominican Republic like that no problem right but yeah. um that speaks Spanish and understand shit yeah. and uh, the fact that everyone is in general in this movie like that you know right. Hispanic or Latino in some fashion South American that uh, they couldn't find one for his character was I guess that was bother people I'm just saying you know that I'm dressing oh. it like okay we know okay great he was good in the movie I mean for what he did not a big deal but um yeah didn't bother me but here you go. Uh, okay, now we'll end the review of In okay. the Heights. You can check it out on HBO Max if you're interested, or in theaters because it's there now. Actually, this would be nice in a packed theater. This movie, I just realized, this is kind of a theatrical thing, right? Probably. Yeah, I guess this movie. It feels like now that I think about it, I think it yeah, I guess it would be yeah for me. Oh, it sucks. Anyway, we're gonna take a break here. When we come back, we're gonna review our second movie of the evening, which is The Reckoning. Find out what that's about and stay with us. The sickness hangs over the city like putrid fog. Bodies are piled high in the narrow streets. It's as if the day of judgment has finally arrived. I'll give you some advice. Leave town while you can. I saw her the other day. She was acting bloody peculiar. There's only one thing that can explain it. She made a pact with the devil. Nowhere to run, witch. Evelyn, a young widow haunted by the recent suicide of her husband, Joseph, is falsely accused of being a witch by her landlord after she rejects his advances. What a prick. This is The Reckoning, uh, written by Charlotte Kirk and Neil Marshall, as well as directed by Neil Marshall. It's based on a book called Red Hex, or story story by. As well as starring Charlotte Kirk. Right, as well as right, starring uh, Charlotte Kirk, who I've never seen before. I don't right. think so anymore. Well, she's the writer. No, I mean, like, seen in other movies and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, this movie stars her, uh, Sean Pertwee. Pertwee? Let's go with that. Stephen Waddington, who is the asshole landlord. Joe Anderson, Suzanne McGowan. <laughs> He's McGowan. the squire, right? In a, wh- a bunch of white people in this movie, that's what I'm trying to say. What? A bunch of white people. <laughs> yeah, his name is Squire Pendleton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really don't know how medieval stuff works, really, but let's just say he's the manager of that town. Also, the um, husband's name is Joseph, not Joseph. <laughs> Excuse me. Fuck. Anyway, I picked the movie because Neil Marshall directed it, and I wanted something horror. Neil Marshall is the the pretty great director who did his first, uh, well, his first standout, if not his first movie. Um, he wrote and directed, I think, uh, well, directed for sure, The the Is Descent. That? Yeah from earlier in the 2000s and uh fantastic movie guys if you have not seen it or even heard of it i recommend you check it out the descent is uh hella fun it still holds up by the way um there's sequels to it and the sequels actually don't are not too bad either not that they're as good as the first one but they're not bad they're not as bad as you might think they would be so they're a lot of fun too so watch those sequels as well which i think he produced he didn't direct them and he's also famous for doing the the awesome blackwater fucking, you know, a war episode in Game of Thrones in season two. So when the when Stannis attacks um King's Landing, 
anyway, that's that episode. He did that. That was really cool. So anyway, that's why I picked this movie. Uh, Raf, what did you think of The Reckoning? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. I, uh, I fucking hate to live this time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I thought it was a cool premise at the beginning, and I was like, oh, shit, we're going to see a lot of fucking... A lot of fucking witches burning at the stake. Um, wow. Well, I thought that's what I thought the movie was going, right? Right. right. And it just shows how dumb we used to be. Um, or potentially, right? Um, <laughs> and still, it, it, still are. Right, still are, very much, yeah. Uh, it's crazy how, like... I don't know. I um, <sighs> The torture stuff, the stuff that goes on in the movie the horror aspect of it overall. Um, it didn't seem... I, I was never... I never felt afraid for anybody in the movie. I hate to say it. Um, and just like... There was never anything that made me like... That made me feel like anybody was in super danger or I cared enough enough that if they were in danger, it doesn't matter if they died. Um, sad to say, uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what, where, how they could have skewed it a little bit differently. Cause I think the movie has like, there's good stuff going on in the movie. It has potential, like it, it has bones, but it has osteoporosis. Um, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's it's just, good the, yeah, it's just like, I just feel like if, I just feel like if they, they skewed it, I don't know, if they put a different perspective on it or not a perspective, the way they, they said it or something might have been better. I just don't know what, what that is. I'm not a director um, and or a writer. I'm just a viewer and a commenter, a critic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just, it just didn't, it didn't hit home enough. Um, it was hard to kind of finish, even though it was a short movie. Uh, right. Uh, no, it's a buck fifty, right? Not yeah, under two hours, good. so like one forty with with credits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it w- it took me uh two 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 to finish it. Now I fell asleep because I was tired. I started watching it after work, <laughs> um, and then I picked it up right after I woke up. I was like, okay, where did I leave off? I was like, okay, right. Um, and I finished the movie, but uh, sorry, my fucking dub is cooing. Um, but besides that. The yeah, I just felt like uh, the stuff that happened is fucked up, and a lot of the things, and I just felt like I felt like they they shouldn't have hard focused on one person, um, and uh, it could have been more. And I'm sad to say that's, that's all I got, but without ruining anything. Yeah, right. Uh, my initial thoughts in this movie are not that dissimilar from yours. It's pretty much the same. Roughly the same, anyway. Yeah. I feel like this movie um, was uh, not a complete disappointment or anything like that, but it was uh, disappointing. I feel like it it had um, a lot of good stuff ideally going for it, not just like in time period or concept. Like you rarely see movies about uh, life and during the Black Plague. You know, right. you always see the aftermath. Rarely. You always see like right. or people like were driving through it. You know, a town <laughs> or, play. Right. Or people t- right driving right like right. Uh, like just time 
time hopping through it. Right, because even those movies, they're like, oh, we're not going to touch this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to fucking God, they do this shit. <laughs> right. right, and they can. And this, this, I mean, it would have been, okay, low-key, high-key, I really wanted to see a plague doctor. There was no oh, plague doctor. Oh, my God, you don't even know how much I, I wanted really to wanted see to see a plague doctor High-key, I wanted to see one. Dude, in, in, in action in this fucking movie. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. With the in whole action. cane and everything. I wanted to see it. But, okay, fine. I didn't get it. Okay, don't. If you're looking for that, it's not here. Right. But anyway, interesting stuff or cool concept. I also like the witches stuff. I like how those two combined. Like in history, that always combined. Like when plague hit, when even the cold hit, people would blame <laughs> witches. Cold. Like people would blame magic. People right. would blame the supernatural, the devil, God. They would blame anything but science or themselves. And um, <laughs> science. I don't think science as a word was invented. Which is crazy because, um, like, I feel like we regress so much at these times. You don't say. You don't say. <laughs> um, so all that stuff, super fascinating. But just like what Roth said, I also agree. The movie fucking hard focuses on this girl, which becomes, you know, the reckoning, right? It's, a, it's like another way of saying the revenge. It's not quite the same. The words almost mean the same thing. They don't actually almost. mean the same thing. Uh, the no, reckoning is a little more severe. I guess yeah, it's more like justice-filled revenge. I would say so, um, yes. it's like different type of revenge. Um, and I guess as a revenge flick, there are way better ones than this. Even even in recent years, not even like not even like from the years back or anything. But in recent times, there have been uh, better, unfortunately, revenge films that I've seen and uh, that done this uh, kind of thing uh, better. And I think this movie didn't know if it was that or not. Even even though it was focused on the main lead who was fucked over through both circumstance and uh, through other people, like the higher power-ups or whatever. The men right. in her life, let's just say. Yeah. The fucking men, bro. Um, and in some things, it does succeed in. It, it almost gets there sometimes. Or you feel like um, the movie is picking up steam in something. And then the steam or the air deflates, let's say. And then they have to do something again to reflate it. But like it's, not, it's too late by then. And you're like, ah, oh, this movie's kind of not really there for me. And that's how I felt. So with that in mind, I think now would be a good time to get into spoilers so we can freely talk about what happens here. Yeah, I think so. Um, just for the hell of it. But that's our general thoughts on the movie, um, on The Reckoning. And now let's get into spoilers. First, we don't work so How are you? What do you want? We want you, witch. <laughs> witch. She's a feisty one, isn't she? Nowhere to run, witch. I have a question. Yes. Um, for spoilers, what was the point of me seeing anybody demon anything? Seeing movie? anything with what? What? Anything with the demons or with the devil? <laughs> See, I think that's probably the. I, I, I feel like that's the worst sin of the movie. I right. I I, I, I agree with you because like I feel like it was like the biggest cock tease. It was like 
Yeah, it's just that's what matter. I'm saying. I think the movie either didn't know, or maybe not didn't know, but maybe the movie wanted you to think <laughs> that she was that that there is magic in this world. Yeah, but it's about but, that, or or that it's not. And or it that, she, up, or it's or not. that she's the only the only thing I thought was that she's doubting herself so much that she thinks she sees the devil because she's obviously hallucinating because right. she's being kept awake, right? Well, it seems like the devil is a way of saying, like, this is her doubt personified as the devil. Sure. But, like, I, it's too close. To it's me. too close, right? I almost felt like, at this point, like, bitch, like, it would have been great It would have been great if she made a pact, and I would have been like, oh, let's fucking go! She's a witch now, for real, you know? Right. And I just feel like you could have gotten so many places with this, and it just didn't do anything um, and I just feel like because I knew there wasn't going to be that aspect of the super supernatural of um, potentially anybody actually being just for the fact that of the squire um, of when he goes to the bar and they find out where he's like, oh, I, you finally find the back history of <clears throat> she rejected him in like all the advances in the almost rape situation. Right. And uh, and she rejects him. And he gets all pissy because he got made fun of at the bar. And he's like, oh, man, you should have seen it. She was crazy. He's like a fucking witch. Kind of like alluding to it. And I'm like, oh, fucking asshole. Just about to kill somebody because you, you wouldn't let her rape you? Like, or let, let her get raped by you? Are you unfucking? Right. Are you kidding me? Yes. Like, and that right there, like, automatically brought the movie, like, way down for me. But at the same time, it's just like, um, it brought it down to the point of just, like, how how dumb that probably I wasn't gonna get anything good. Like it's just it's too it was too grounded in the fact that this is how probably people really did act back in the right, and then there's actually no devil. And I wanted it so bad. And there just wasn't. It was like lackluster. Cause the devil's a cool don't get me wrong, the fucking devil great and or whatever the hell creatures there were. That, that's so interesting the way you saw that. Huh. Yeah. So the the way I saw it is that I thought it was a a way in for the devil, oh, man, like just, the way like he's using the black plague to instill this wicked wildfire of fear about witches, and so he oh, manipulates so that bar mm-hmm. to get this girl to be incarcerated and tortured, and during that time to then nope. like manipulate her into his graces. Like I thought that's what was, what was happening. No, no, no. So so yeah. I, I get that, but what yeah. I'm saying is that I. What I'm saying is that I knew right there, though, once you see that scene, is that I knew what he was doing, and I agree with you. What I'm saying is that once I saw that scene, is like I knew that I wasn't going to get anything else with the devil. You know what I'm saying? The movie was too grounded in the fact that it's all human-based error shit, and mm-hmm. it's all going to be human-based stuff. And I just was like, oh, I know I'm not going to get anything cool that, or anything supernatural, super supernatural. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> as in, like, just, fucking... Just uh, natural. Yeah, just normal natural shit, right? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Maybe the the fucking lunar eclipse happens, and they don't know what the fuck's going on, or something. That's like as as supernatural as I was gonna get. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like that's where like I lost all hope. <laughs> I guess for yeah. the movie, um, even though I kept getting it, I was like, "You're not gonna do anything. Fucking do something already." You know, like that's that's where I was going with, with the movie. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I I know what the yeah. squire was trying to do. He's a fucking d bag. Um, he was just like, listen, I'll, I'll let all this go by just agreeing and I'll just keep you on the side and alive, you know, with your kid. And you can just, you know, fuck me whenever I want because you're good looking. 
I, I right. knew what he was. I knew what no, he was. No, no, I no, I know that. I meant the I meant that the devil was influencing the bar. Oh, you meant the devil was? Oh, okay. I get. I, so. Yeah, I don't know. I I never saw. I never. I don't know. I just didn't see. I don't know. I didn't see that. I guess. No. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was saying earlier. Like that's why I didn't lose hope at all. I, I gained hope because I thought that's what the oh, devil, you gained, the devil uh, I was, was the opposite. Man. Obviously, I, I was slapped down later, but like right. <laughs> But right, the whole, I, was... the, the, I mean, you can have. I think uh, that that whole thing about him, yeah, it pissed me off. But you know what? What it almost lost me was before that. Actually, when he's at the home, this is uh, before rape attempt, yeah. and um, he's trying to do that whole. I'm a nice guy, you know. Uh, he, you know, get to pay this though and stuff and whatever or whatever, and it's like a high rate. And she manages to sell engagement rings uh-huh. or the wedding ring. Sorry, the yeah. bands to pay two, at least two months rent. And not only does he take it, but he's like, or we can do this, you know, arrange, this sex arrange, arrangement for us and tries to then take it for her. I'm like, she just paid you. Why don't you come back in three months and find out if she's interested then? Right. Uh, or just give it back to her. It just felt so weird. Like, and then never gives it back to her, which obviously means, I mean, I'm not saying it's weird. Obviously, he's being in a huge asshole. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. But it's so... It's such a it's such a non transaction, even though they are totally negotiating transact like they're talking about the rent. I don't understand why she gives them the coins. It just felt weird and off putting, you know. It gives them the rings and then ideally paying for it, and then he's like, "Oh no, instead we could do this thing," but doesn't give it back uh, or like doesn't say no. Okay, well then take the no and then get a lot of money for the rent. <laughs> right. I don't understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. It's just whatever, man. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It bothered me. Um, yep, bothered me too. I like how she almost escaped though from the fire. That was really. Cool. I, I thought she was gonna actually run off, and you know, she got caught. Like, God, fucking damn it! Um, but I was really hoping that she almost escaped there from the burning house. Um, yeah, but this movie, it's uh, it doesn't uh, really hold itself. It's beside the devil stuff. I think uh, we should talk about probably the uh, the witch killer guy oh how, how, i've seen him before yeah i feel like i've seen him before too but i can't uh remember. sean purdy right or purdy i think so yeah, yeah so, i want to see where, where have i seen him oh man i think i saw him at jewel the other day <laughs> is that what you meant yeah that's <laughs> exactly what i meant yeah. um yeah <laughs> um uh you know that whole i i just wish the movie uh had like something to say about the whole religions angle about these people using it as a crux to do horrible things or whatever, or to be wildly misunderstanding something that they shouldn't. I, I don't know if I, I don't, I think there is something there, but I don't think it's enough. And the movie wasn't saying anything in the end about that. And it was just another foil, the main foil for, for the girl um, who I would have said, I think the main, main foil should have been the squire. I'm not saying he's a better villain or anything, but not only did he start it, I feel like his actions led to a bigger wolf into the into the town, right? Yeah. To right to watch her and torture her and all that. Right. But also, it could have fucked up his own stuff. It could have fucked up his own his own standing in the town, and and you know, for all I know, you know, fucking taking over his guards for himself. I don't know what kind of power they have, but like, I wish they play with that dynamic more. It would have been like a triangle of who gets to torture this poor woman or something. I don't know what, but I feel right. like the movie was again, really close to something fascinating uh, or conceptually cool. And it, it doesn't do it. 
Um, and it really just focuses on the girl. And like I said, again, as a revenge movie, not very great. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm happy she makes it out, even though if it's barely, even though some of it's contrived. I mean, that scene was cool at the end when she's running with the kid that she, like, I guess befriends, but it's also through fear because he thinks she's a witch. So I don't know how far that'll get. Um, uh, and they're running, right? And he's like, oh, and she's like, oh, shit, I gotta go back. And he already locked the door. Like, no, you don't have to. Uh, he he took the poison, and right? it was, the poison was reversed or whatever. And she's right. like, oh, shit, but she got locked out and she has to go back. I'm like, fuck, that sucks. That was a cool scene. I didn't. Yeah, that. That, that was, I agree. That was a cool scene. <laughs> I was like, that was cool. I'm like, fuck. Uh, can't you climb this thing? And like, no, I guess not. <laughs> I'm no. like, Jesus, climb it. But no. Uh, but it's cool, though, how she was trying to poison the guy. And she thought she was taking it, too. She's very Gus Fring of her to take it with him, uh, the wine. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and what did you think of that, that right hand woman that the guy had? Oh, you never answered my question about before about the guy. What did you think of the executioner guy? Uh, I don't know. A prick who thinks he's right about everything. I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it, it was fitting. I felt like uh, also I felt like it should have been more of a man of God, and I didn't get that too much from him. Um, I just felt like he was just like really good at what he did in torturing people and getting those confessions. Mm. Maybe he considered himself that God thing, but he didn't. Um, I like the girl. Uh, I like her story, and I get why she would think like she's the holy chosen one um, uh, of like you know reckoning people or not reckoning, but like <laughs> reckoning you know, of of getting like uh, having that self righteousness of like no you you deserve to die or if you don't you'll be like me like I'm I'm living proof you know kind of thing yeah um, so I, I I liked her and I I liked him overall and like how he was. Like what he did and what he was there to do, but in the end, he was obviously still a flawed human. Like he's as much of just ego guy who wanted to get his way. You know, um, the difference is he wouldn't have. He's not as fucking shitty as a squire. Well, yeah, I think as he's just that he believes he's like pious about it. You know, right? There's a difference. Yeah. It's yeah, like there, he has there more, is a moral code to it. Correct. The squire doesn't have any. No, um, 100%. <clears throat> he has his lack of shit of being a decent human being is what makes him exactly shit. right. <laughs> um, this guy makes him shitty because of his belief, right? Um, here's one thing though, uh, not to get too much into this, but I just want to mention it because I, I read a book and several, um, I don't want to say articles, but they're like research essays, let's say, uh-huh. whatever, on um, executioners during that time period in yeah. Europe. And gotta say, they got a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guys. A lot of things wrong. Uh, for one, they didn't have the power that they wield. Like this movie wields. They don't have that. Um, they had immense power. Don't get me wrong, but not the way you would imagine. Uh, first of all, executioners um, were usually hired like through the, the based on where they lived. So like a lot of them were anyway. A good, good one was like yeah. they, they'd be stationed in one city or, or town or uh-huh. that, you know, that area. And all of the execution needing to be done will be handled by that guy, and that's how that's how, that's a pretty that's like a standard, long contract. Otherwise, other other executioners would travel. Um, a lot of them would actually, if they're especially if they're highly coveted, because they're they yes, it's hard to be a good one because you have to torture and then not kill. You have to do exactly what they need them to do, and you only kill or finish that person off when they want you to, when you're told to do it. <clears throat> okay. So to maximize the pain, they have to know exactly how long a, push, a, a person can suffer, for example, and how long you can make it last. 
all that shit. But beyond that, they're not really religious. They were attached to religion. A lot of people had a lot of fear of them. A lot of people stayed away from them, too. They had maybe one assistant, but no one would look at them. No one would touch them nor talk to them. And it would never work out that way. Mm. Uh, they, were, they were hired. They got paid a lot of money, but they were never given any kind of like standing in society because they were dealing with so much death that they lived outside of any city they worked in. Even though they lived grand stuff, they lived magnificently compared to a lot of people, they still never could be in the society. Very interesting stuff. But no, no, but yeah, all that's not in here. So I'm just letting you know. That's how actual tortures worked back then. Womp, womp, womp. Little things. Anyway, there's a lot more, but that's it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this movie, yeah, whatever. I don't even remember the rest of it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, unfortunately not, not so, not a great entry into the Neil Marshall movies. Uh, not my, not my bag, so to speak. And I wish I could find, like I said, there's a lot of little, little interesting details, sure, and a lot of cool beginnings of cool stuff, but doesn't not enough steam to get through all of it, or get fascinating enough, or get interesting, or get even poignant about some stuff. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it doesn't get that far. And even the horror itself, whatever there is, um, I mean, sure, some of those black plague deaths and corpses look cool, you know, if you want to go strictly horror, um, but none of it is really that enticing, ultimately. Um, and that's just how I feel. Yeah. Anything else you want to say in the movie? No, I don't. I wanted more. I got less. Yeah, that's right. We wanted more. We got less. <laughs> so that is it for our short and sweet review. Uh, short and sweet review. Sorry of the reckoning, which is again on Shutter. Check it out if you wish to do so. We're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with our last movie review, which is gonna be a movie called Martha Marcy May Marlene. So stay with us. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Where are you? But where have you been? Um, I'm not sure. I'm upstate, I think. You're in New York? Yeah, I think. When did you get back? How long have you been here? Martha? I don't know. Um, I, I should go back. Go back where? Martha, what happened? Are you okay? Um, I have to go. Um, I, I can't stay gone, so. Um, what are you talking about? Martha. I'm sorry for calling. Martha, please don't hang up. Don't hang up the phone. Find out where you are and I will come get you. Martha? I can't wait now. Haunted by painful memories and increasing paranoia, a damaged woman struggles to reassimilate with her family after fleeing an abusive cult. This is Martha Marcy May Marlene. Now, that's three names, actually. Martha, Marcy May, and then Marlene. Um, yeah, they really should have hyphenated Marcy May. No, it, lo- it looks better, I think. Too. It does look better without it, but I, it's also together. Yeah, I think it's a potato potato on that one. Uh, this is written and directed by Sean Durkin, uh, starring Elizabeth Olsen, Sarah Paulson, and John Hawks. And a, a lot of other people, too, a smaller cast. Yeah. And uh, But Sean Durkin, this is his uh, first uh, movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, I believe so. Let me double check. Um, why is uh, okay? This 
IMDb on the browser sucks compared to on the phone. I'm just going to say that right now. Well, um, the browser has like in and out. They're like, oh, we have the old one, but the new one also, but on some things. And you're like, what? Because <laughs> like, they're in the middle of a transition. You're like, what? You're like, yeah, well, it's what? clearly fucking me up right now. So. Oh, it fucks me up all the time. All right, so it is not his first. Yes, it is his no, first. No, his first movie. Uh, first but he did, movie, he did yes. short films before that. But his first movie, then he did a great series that I really liked, a miniseries called Southcliffe. I never saw it. Oh, I totally love that. It was uh, it came out in 2013. Wow, wow. And Martha Marcy May Marlene came out in 2011. And then just recently, last year, he did The Nest, which made my top 10 movies of 2020. Uh, so clearly, uh, I'm a Sean Durkin fan. That's what this means. As of right now? Uh, me? No, I haven't. He, he could let you down. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't made anything else to you. No, I know, I know. I mean, there's like almost like, what is it, like 10, almost 10 years of time yeah. between yeah, this movie and this last movie. Right. Damn, that's a lot of time. So anyway, whatever. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen also has uh, her first big starring role. And uh, obviously from the Olsen twins, she's like the younger sister, right? Or younger Correct. person. And uh, obviously kills it. And she's now Scarlet Witch because of this movie. It got her nominated, I believe, for an Oscar. I want to say yes, maybe no. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, <clears> it did <throat> take a bunch of nominations. Give me a sec. I, I could be way off on that. But anyway, but she was like a lot hailed for her performance in the movie. She's like, damn, and a good Olsen's acting. Damn. Anyway, that's how people were saying it. Don't ask me. That's how people were talking. So anyway, uh, I've always wanted to see this uh, movie and review it. Uh, I've seen it before, obviously, but I always wanted to review it. And uh, for this Toxicity Marathon, which is what I chose it for, it's perfect. Now, the toxicity that I'm highlighting here is toxic beliefs, right? How belief can fuck you up, right? Um, in more ways than one. And this could be a lot of things, but um, we'll talk about those things as well as the movie itself um, literally right now. So let's get into it. Uh, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, Roth. Uh, we did go last, so I'll go first on this one. And obviously it's my pick too for the marathon. Right. You so fucking should go first. Huh? Yes, I guess I should. Um, so I first saw this movie in theaters on a whim, and I think I might have seen it in some indie house theater. But um, I saw it on a whim, I believe, and I remember coming out of it thinking, like, well, first I was like, God damn, what the fuck happens next? But, like, also, I was like, man, that was some that was some hard-ass shit going on. Like, I remember <laughs> feeling, like, pretty, like, I, and then I realized, this is years later after I haven't seen it multiple times, I have the DVD of it, um, that I came to even love this movie more um, by the the way this movie manages those memories manages to stitch together uh flashbacks to the present day and how olsen manages to carry the carry her her trauma her memories her hope if any you know if any right what little hope there is um manages to carry it so well in those transitions and in those scenes when she's um doe-eyed and and you know and wishy-washy in the beginning to being quite the opposite as um as a present day version of her says and uh she wears it really well and i think sean durkin is a really really great director like the way he just composes these scenes and shots he, st- he does it so effortlessly that it looks like a it looks like a boring ass movie honestly from afar but if you're paying attention you know in a movie Obviously, it's interesting. The concept of this movie, the plot, is interesting enough to pay attention. It's a cool concept, like a cult, you know, fleeing abusive cults. 
what she's doing, what what is she forgetting, what does she have to go through, you know. It's a fascinating concept to think about what some fucking redneck woods out of the way a cult would do, you know. Um, <clears throat> and um, and also it makes that fascinating is that her, her supportive characters, um, both her sister and the cult leader, are played also by really good acting uh, good actors and do amazing performances as well in their roles. And yeah. I think John Hawks is like at times kind of like scary, like legit scary, but not in, but never flashy, never once. But he asserts dominance and he asserts this, I don't know, I guess whatever makes him a religious cult. I guess he asserts it in an effortless way, just like the movie is directed in an effortless way. And he just does it so casually. But John yeah. Hawks is for sure that leader, and he is for sure not going to withstand shit. Like, the, he just does it. He has his ability. And you just sense it. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to yell. Nothing. The camera doesn't have to do anything either to make you feel worse. He's singing at you, and you still think that. Um, yeah. No, sure. but obviously the cast does have to do a good job of, you know, yeah, John reacting. Yeah, kills him. Yeah. No, no, I think he does a great job. I agree. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy who was that, you know, that well, the, the Jewish guy in Deadwood. It was like the numbers guy who never shot a gun in his life and shit. Like, just a, for me, it was a, a real difference because I had seen Deadwood at that time. And I was yeah. like, man, that's a very different performance. Um, so what did, uh, anyway, I loved it for all those reasons and, and more, I'm sure, as we get into this. Uh, what did you think of the movie, Ron? It's a hard movie to love, Oscar. <laughs> Not so hard to you. Um, yeah. Our topic to bring up yeah. as well um, is the impact of someone. And then um, I like what overall the movie's trying to do. And um, especially getting the perspective of um, Elizabeth Olsen's character, uh, Martha. I'll call her all the names. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> just to piss off everybody throughout the review. Uh, so <laughs> the um, it just like it is kind of fucked up that she, she's like almost like was in a haze, you know, like the whole time. And obviously, you'll see, you'll you know why later and stuff, uh, along with just in general like cult like activities, so mindset and stuff. Um, it's it's kind of kind of crazy though to uh, like you to see also like why she even got there. Um, and see, like, her support system, just, like, what kind of support system she had, and or she has, and stuff like that, and then how, you know, how you could see where she goes through. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, an, it's, a, it's a definitely hard subject to bring up, um, and I've seen other movies, we've seen other things, um, what's that one with, um, man, I'm bad with names, the girl who does uh, Hermione, the actress? The one that goes to Brazil, right? Wasn't her? Uh, she does a, there was a movie with her. Are you talking about Colombiana? No, it's not right now. No, it's not, no, not Colombiana. It's a different one. The one that goes to Brazil or something? Yeah. I remember uh, which one. There was like a cult yeah. thing going on down there, too. Yes. Um, I know. It's kind of, I've seen movies. Like, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is like I've, we've seen movies in that aspect. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess this one, just the fact that it, like, it doesn't focus on the cult. It focuses on Martha, um, mm-hmm. and it just—it's it, all through her perspective and everything that's going on in her brain. Um, it's very personal. It's very, uh, very much heavy reliance. Obviously, the 
those supporting actors and everybody that does a good job around her, you know, still do a good job, but it is very reliant on her. I mean, the movie has to be carried by her shoulders. So, and I think she does a good job. Um, overall, of just giving us the emotion that we need. I can see why she would get, um, <coughs> what's it called, uh, picked out and be like, oh shit, she can act. <laughs> mm-hmm. By, uh, by yeah. Disney, right? So, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I overall, like, I, I, it's, it's hard to say you enjoy a movie like this because you don't want to enjoy a movie like this, right? Yeah. Um, because of the subject matter and stuff like that and what's going on to the character. But I do enjoy the acting and I do enjoy the performance overall of what's going on. Um, and, uh, kind of at least getting the information of what potentially could be going through the mindset of a person and stuff like that. And, like, just what would affect them and stuff and what could be happening and shit like that. Um, so yeah. In that aspect, I would say um, Martha Marcy May Marlene is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah, it's a good hard movie to watch. Uh, yeah. And for those who wonder about this, uh, I'm just gonna say it now. Just whatever, just to make it clear, Martha is her real name, I guess. Marcy May is the name that the cult leader gives her, and then Marlene is the name that everyone gives themselves when they answer the phone. Um, like every time that someone calls and they're like, who's this? And then they ask back, who's this? And like, oh, it's Marlene. Who is this? You know, they always say Marlene and the boys say, uh, another M name. I forgot the name. Martin. I think they all have to answer the same way. So like, no, this is Marlene. No, this is Marlene. You know? So that's why the name, that's what the four names. Yep. Um, so clearly John Hawks loves M names. That's clearly that's the whole thing clearly. That's, that we cracked the code. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about this. Let's talk yeah. about this cult and how nefarious it really is. Because you know, when in the beginning, when she's running away, it seems again very strange and casual. It's early in the morning. There's a bunch of people. All the women, I mean, are sleeping in the living room, right in one section. And yeah. she manages to get out. One person realizes, wakes up, but doesn't like sound the alarm. I guess. And she just runs off into the woods. And obviously, people are calling out to her. You don't know exactly what's going on. It seems like she's running away. But not in a, not from a bad thing. It just looks like she's running away, like the way a kid runs away. It almost feels like very yeah. strange. And then you know, as we get to that restaurant and we're understanding a little more, and the context clues. I love how the movie really it it slowly gets you to understand just how manipulative and abusive this cult really is, and um, and it really goes off the tracks by the end of it. By the third act, you you fucking better understand why this yeah. is a bad cult or why it's a cult. I mean, as in, because cult, no one should be in a cult. No, no such thing as a nice cult. Okay. The fact that it's a cult means it's bad. Um, and how this cult is really bad because, uh, it's, and it starts off slow. And, you know, once, I mean, arguably the, everything <laughs> fell off when they drugged her and the leader rapes her. She wakes up to that. That's insane. Um, and she, and obviously she is, given the impression that she's made to look like she should be happy about it. It's her day of reborn and all that stuff, right? It's like fucked up and all that shit. But it gets really exponentially worse as it goes along and you see, you know, there's a whole orgy that happens, which doesn't seem like it's on any of the women's consent, really. I mean, they think it is, but it's not, you know, one of those. But it's not. No. Um, not to mention the whole burglarizing people's homes and stuff, stealing shit from them, and then obviously murdering them and being okay with murdering people from them because they are outside the cult and therefore you know they're 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 all good to be killed right 
and it starts off with that cat too in that sense right with the whole shooting range thing and the cat that the leader like that scene is the scene that i think makes him at the, the closest he ever was to being really violent or really like assertive is that scene to me yeah um, i would agree because he puts down one of his other male lieutenants you know and he is instilling this sense of like belonging to martha or marcy may and um at the same time while showing us the audience just how cold he can be about stuff right how he he just has everyone there uh, on check you know yeah very scary stuff very scary situation to be in and before you know and it's it's also this one of those movies where you're like where you can't help but ask yourself like could i ever be in a cult or in a cult like this, would I ever see myself in this situation? What if the, you know, you think you always, you know, it's a very easy scenario to put yourself in the situation. Right. And while, I mean, I, I, I say no on my end, uh, yeah. hard no, right? Hard no. Right. Yeah. Um, I also can say that I think there are some people there given the right moment of vulnerability could be convinced. I, I, I think so too. I agree. Even right. the smartest of people, if you fall into that, it's just that simple um, doubt, self-doubt, per, per time in your life. Yeah, let's say like 20,000 people tell you that you're wrong about something and this one person comes in and tells you, no, you're right, you're a special person, you you can do it, I have faith in you, and bam, it's the leader of the cult. You know, like, it could be, obviously it's not like that, but you know, it is like that at the same time. So, you know, I, I can see it, and it's kind of heartbreaking, of course. But uh, I, my favorite thing about the movie, the way it's structured, it's... Uh, you know, because it has that opening, but once he, once the sister gets involved, and you realize, like, oh shit, it's been years or whatever, and um, and I love how the movie plays with memories, like the clanging of a cup in her in her sister's house reminds her of mixing the poison for the yes. girl, yeah, you know, yeah. shit like that. I agree, and it gets yeah. her to react. Her body reacts to that trauma, and no one knows what's going on. Obviously, right. she knows. And she may not understand, but her sister definitely doesn't know. And what did you think of that, by the way? What did you think of the the how little information the sister was was told about? Like, did you like that her sister involvement and everything, like her questions and her incessant nagging? Well, what you I mean, about? it's just the fact that I don't know if the sister. I mean, the sister like means well, but at the same time, is. Uh, it's like not knowing how to deal with, you're not educated and not everyone, I'm saying everybody should be educated, but like you, you mean well, but you mean well to, to the means of as long as it doesn't affect me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like it's, it's meaning well to me, for me to make me feel better, not for you to feel better. You know what I'm saying? So like if I was going to mean well to you and like, I, I want you to make sure that you're good and you were or recovering alcoholic or whatever the case is. And if it meant that you had to go through the sweats and the this and the that and all the whatever, and I have to go through the ugly parts with you as well, but I can't treat you like a piece of shit during those times. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm there to help you, right? I'm there to be for there for you and not for me to feel better about myself. I'm there to make you feel better about yourself, right? Mm. And telling you that I'm there for you. And that's where her sister is the opposite. Her sister is, she doesn't know how to do that. She wait, means well. She wants to help her. But she wants to help her to the point where she feels fine 
saying, well, at least I helped my sister and I did everything I could for her kind of thing. Yeah. But she mainly because she doesn't know how anyone, anywhere else. And, and I think Martha knows this. Um, I think Martha knows that the, her sister in the end doesn't really care. And even if she were to tell her everything that, what, like all the stuff that's been going on, she's just going to dismiss her because she's not going to understand. But at the same time, it is on Marcy May to say even something, right? Yeah, no, I think it is the lack on her, of, but uh, it is no, it is the movie. Ne- the movie needed her not to say something because oh, otherwise, the movie would have ended. The movie, right. They would not have stayed at that vacation when she would have been straight to the cops or God knows where. Right, right, um, right, exactly. Figure right. out what this fucking cult her, is. And her not saying anything, but it's just like it's also she does a good job of like. At first, I, at first, I'm like, oh, she's not saying. Anything. She's just like traumatized, right? She doesn't want to talk about it at all. Yeah. And then later, you're like, well, obviously she's continuing, like, fucking, she started watching a dish, and all of a sudden we get a fucking 15-minute backstory on it, right? And you're like, what the fuck? Uh, or her living through it, right? And then you realize that she's kind of, like, living through that moment. So she's, like, just kind of fucked, right? Traumatic-wise. Um, yeah, right. And, and even beyond that, like, I think, um, in general, I think Martha's uh, demeanor in general, her for sense of persona, whatever, she yeah. wouldn't have told many people anything, including her sister. No, I don't. I don't it looks think like so. she's always been like this. Yeah, of course, I don't know? think so either. So but... added to the trauma is probably even worse. <laughs> right, right. Um, but at the same time, it is something that you know, like if you need the help, and even the beginning of the movie should tell you right away. She doesn't even want to ask for help. Like, right. And then, so like, it does. It does. You know that she's not going to want to say anything because she's so close guarded. She can't like. How can she trust somebody after trusting somebody? Right. I mean, her <laughs> and getting abused. You know, right. so. she probably lost a lot of trust before she met the cult because that's yeah. what leads her there. Right. And then, um, you know, having to feel like run away because they she feels betrayed by them at some right. point enough to run away. That uh, yeah, the fuck can you trust? Who can you trust? I mean, I'm not surprised that right. she feels this way. Yeah, um, um, and it's really just sad. It's really it just ends up being a really sad. It really is. And then the uh, worst part is that the worst person who's affecting her, and that is the husband of the sister. Um, I don't even know if he had any actual effect on her. Well, is it that he had effect on her? He had effect on the sister, though. That's the problem. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Are you mean so, about sending her away? It just yeah, sending her away, and just like, well, how much longer are we going to put up with her? Uh, having you know, like dumb shit like that. And I'm like, dude, like. You can't just hope people or make people like everyone. Time time works different for everybody. Like you can't just hope it goes away. Like I wish it was a blanket statement. And I said, but hey, in three days you'll be great. Fuck it, call it three days. You know, yeah. it doesn't work like that. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, right. you're in a good state of mind now. He was an asshole. He was an asshole. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Completely. And like he just he just kind of like whatever. Like I'm just gonna. I'm just trying to chill. I'm just trying to whatever. I get, I got it from his perspective, but he doesn't understand anything. And he should have just taken it himself out of the equation and be like, listen, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't do this. I'm going to let you guys do you. Um, call me if you need me or whatever, you know. But he doesn't know any better. So, fuck him. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this? So, there's actual, there's some other drama that happens in the cult or in that household uh-huh. where... Um, where one of the one of the <gasps> earlier people that like lets her in, that's nice to her in the beginning, like runs away. They mentioned it in the background. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't, but you know what? I was curious about it. Um, and that was the guy who offers the alcohol, right? 
Yes, I believe so. In the, be- I, in I, the I, very beginning of the thing, I right? believe that was her. Yes, I'm not sure. Her or him? Was it a guy or a girl? Oh, I think it was a girl. Oh, so there was a guy who offered him alcohol. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Then uh, we're talking about the wrong person. So we're talking um, about different person. All right, so yeah, it was, was a girl. I don't remember, man. Um, I'm trying to remember. But I think, I feel like I might be missing something about that person. Is the, like, I don't know if I, if I missed a later clue that says that they killed her, dispatched her, brought her back. Because I thought I recognized her in the background again as one of the one of the women in the kitchen or whatever, uh-huh. and I don't know if they brought her back for that or if like the whole thing with the invading that one dude's house. But they seem to come back to twice too, and they ended up killing him the second time because he was yeah. there and he rec- he remembered them or he realized that someone was in the house, and like could that have been like, uh, you know, like I don't want to say vengeance or anything like that, but like could that have been because this girl ran away? And that's why she had to kill him. I think yeah, it, was, it was that girl. I feel like there's something I'm missing there that I'm not getting 100%. And I feel like I'm really close to it. But yeah, uh, if so, I, it's I, fucked up. But like, I didn't, uh, No, yeah, it would be really fucked up. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I think the implication there with the ending, because it ends on a on a cliffhanger. I guess. It does, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't cap, catch that part. Yeah. Um, or else I would have probably been in this rabbit hole with you. Yeah. No, that's okay. I guess I'm just speculating now and, and see if it feels feels right. But anyway, that if that's what happened, uh, then those scenes even make more sense because uh, that's clearly what they're going to make Martha do to the sister. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For running away with her, even if she doesn't know anything. I mean, right. The car is right behind her. And the dude stopped. You notice that in the end there? He stopped because something was in the road or something. Remember? Who stopped? The the husband when they were leaving the final scene of the movie. Well, it wasn't something on the road. It was the guy. The guy was crossing. Right, right, right. Okay, it was something on the road. Something made him stop, and then he carried on, and then the car. Right. So it was it was the so guy it getting the car. Right? It was the guy going to his car. He noticed that they were leaving. Yeah. So the, the way I took that was okay. The guy noticed that he was leaving, so he cuts in front of them to stop him. Yeah, that makes to sense. slow them down, right? So he can keep up with them, and then that's what he's like. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, because he has to break short, you know, stop, stop short. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, what's going on with this guy? What the fuck is wrong with him? Right? Whatever." And he's like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And they keep driving, but by then, like, he gets in the car and he keeps up with them. Yeah. So that's the way I saw that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very good ending for anyone in that car. Yeah. No. Pro- probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it both really sucks that these people who are un- incapable of, I don't know, having patience or empathy for the this this poor girl um, yeah. are going to get killed. But you know, what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> it sucks that they didn't get to know enough to like be actually afraid. Yeah, you know, not have parties and shit, or be out in the open, or be in a car with those <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, further than that, what'd you think of? Um, I mean, how do I put this? Let's see. I'm not saying what do you think of a cult, huh. but, but you know, like, yeah. But I guess, what did you think of the cult? You know, the, the way so, this world so is set up. It's weird. It's like the way they had this cult set up was weird. It was obviously like hierarchy men rule over women here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, the cult leader is the cult leader. So, but I think it's like, and it's kind of cool that we didn't get to see that much because like. It's a, a mystery, right? And it's like he bamboozled her. All we need to know that that's all. That's all we need to know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, uh, like 
everybody everybody played their role and he he hyped up the people he needed to and took care of the guys and everybody that he needed to you know what i'm saying to make sure that they felt like they were being taken care of and all this stuff or whatever and be part of this cult and we're all one people and you guys get your girls you guys get your this or whatever the case is as long as you help me get me right and know that i'm still number one without me none of this happens right Mm -hmm. um and then and then obviously knowing also that there's bottom feeders, people who are just there because they're, they're as weak as the females, even the guys, right? And the girls are just there to get, you know, I, I like this type of person. They're all basically the same girl, type-wise. Yeah, they are. And it's disgusting because it's like he obviously just wants to fuck the same type of girl. And he's, yeah. but he's so, the fact that he, the fact that he has to rape him is so snively. It's so fucking weak and pathetic. Um, and he can't even be like, ah, confront them to the part where like this is what it is you have to take it you know but he has to rape him it's it's disgusting um i mean there's that whole scene i mean there's that one scene i guess that's i think that's uh some manipulative love making where martha or as marcy may um like feels the need to be protected so goes up to the cult's attic room and to get in there with him right Right, and then it's implied later on that he, he must have like had her in his bed for a while. Yeah, because there's that other scene, like a quick scene of both of them waking up, or he's about to start like having sex with her or something. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Very weird scene. So he has that too. You know, saying like he like, you know, he's like they come to him too. You know, it's like very weird. Well, yeah, I mean, it's to the point where he's given. He, I mean, it's weird because obviously he's like treating them just enough, right? to give them what they want. Like, it's like, it's so weird. I, I can't even explain it, you know, but he's like, he's manipulative enough to convince these women that without him, they're nothing. But at the same time, they are something. And it's, they should be rewarding him for even letting them know that, you know, without him, that they're nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like super weird. Um, and the fact that they have to feel comfortable around him and even jealous. She's jealous at one point, Martha yeah. or Marcy May, right? Yeah, the fact is. that she's not getting as much attention because she's being told that oh, you're my, I'm her favorite, but you're daily, you're hanging out with other girls. Mm-hmm. How are you my favorite? How am I the favorite? So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's totally fucked. Is what it is. I mean, you prey on these people who are at their most vulnerable times, and yeah, you get fucked in that aspect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a hard movie, definitely to watch and to contemplate and think about, but. You know, I'm not saying this is based on anything. It's just a very, very interestingly told story. Just a, just a very fucking drama. It's a drama. This is like the king of drama stuff. So <laughs> this is why you make stories. Um, right. but yeah, very good. Um, I can't think of anything else right now. I had a thought earlier. I had a whole thing about the concept <coughs> and stuff. I just don't remember what yeah. it was anymore. No, I will, I will. I will. I'm pretty sure I touched on it. But I would. I do want to mention that. Um, the the movie does does I think you mentioned that the fact does a really good job of like when she does have those flashback scenes of like what's what happened and then showing the trauma or like having to go to the bed to sleep with people because she's uh, she's afraid to sleep by herself and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it's like she's living those traumatic experiences and like she's getting better but gonna get worse but no one's helping her. You know, it's like really weird that I like, just get over it. Like, shut, stop doing that shit. Like mm-hmm. no one understands that she's obviously, they know that she's went through pain, but they're like, ignore it. That it goes to the point where she's 
literally psychopathic of people. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, like that's where the movie ends, close to, close to it, where she psychopaths on the bartender, right? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, I assume you think that that guy was innocent, right? Like I do. You think he was innocent? I don't know. I think so. But I mean, are you, do you think? Uh, I, I think he was, but I think the guy that he, that we see, because she calls, she calls the cult, doesn't she? She does. That was the fatal flaw, and that came from the heels of her sister, like yelling at her and stuff. Right. Like, so, like remember, she felt yeah. like she needed to run away again. She felt so like she run away to away. the other people exactly. that know her, which is the it. cult. Right. Exactly. She has nobody else. If she right. doesn't have her sister. She doesn't have nobody else. So, like when she called, I think. It, it seemed like that was the same guy in the lake when she goes for the swim at the end, right? Oh no, that's definitely. Oh, was that the same guy as the bartender? It so? looked like the same. It looked oh. very similar, oh. right? I know the cult guys didn't know if it was the same guy. It, that? So oh. because of the because of the beard, it had the same to be same. Well, it was the same clothing, but it was just white shirt. Oh, and maybe you're right. Maybe she so, totally recognized the dude, and whatever. maybe it was. But I never, I never recognized him. Her yeah. from from the from the cult, mm-hmm. maybe he is there. I wasn't really paying attention to the guys, to be honest with you. I just kept being like, "Man, these girls look the same." Um, yeah. And then, uh, and uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, that or it was somebody who looked very similar to him. And then it was just coming from the phone call. Was, oh, this is the house. Well, now I know where you are. You know, and she happens like, "Oh, well, I have clarification that I see you." You know, yeah. so now I'm going to come after you or whatever the case is. I don't know. Um, I that I didn't. I, at first, I was like, "Yeah, no, this is just a poor guy at the bartender. Like he's she's flipping, right?" That's what I thought. And yeah. so I saw that. Then I was like, "Maybe it could have been, or it could have just been because she called them." And this oh, is yeah. the guy. It definitely was because she called them, but I don't know if that was. I still could mean that he's it just, the bartender. It, like, right. it just looked like the same. It looked very similar. Yeah, they clearly you know traced the number somehow at some point. Right, of course, of course. Yeah. And then the last thing I was going to say, Maria Dizia. Um, which is like the right hand girl, Katie, of mm-hmm. uh, of which is like I would say like probably her his actual favorite girl, uh, who does all the dirty work for him, who kills the girl, the guy, yeah, uh, fucking cold, and she is like nope, measures everything, checks on everything. She's like the mama bear of the yeah. fucking group, and it's I mean cold, 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 cold. She yes. does a great she does a great job too. I just wanted to say, yeah, she reminds me of that Nexium girl. Nexium. You know the NXIVM cult? I forgot the name of it. NXVM. I don't know how you pronounce it. That real cult that exists. Um, no. Where it's obviously the, the cult leader. It's a, it's a guy and there's women involved and all that. Uh-huh. But his right-hand man is a woman who is that actress who played the reporter in Smallville. Like that's the, in reality, that's her. And she's obviously brought up in a lot of charges and allegations and court stuff right now. Oh, really? I think in jail right now. Um, and, uh, but she reminds me of that. Like the right, his, this dude's right hand is like a, still an ardent believer of the same atrocities that's going on with women, but this is a woman doing it with him. And it's, mm. it feels just like that is my point. It just feels very similar to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously this movie is like a smaller version of that. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, like, uh, they were like getting close to almost having everything ready to expand, mm. you know, like to fully get every, cause like you want to be self-sufficient to the point where you don't even need to go leave any, at any time. Cause leaving means that there's an outside world and you know, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. That's the other thing I was going to say. So there's a few other things that, and I want to ask you if you think this is the cult brainwashing uh-huh. or if this is coming from, from Martha. Um, about her, 
her problems with her sister and husband and the sister's husband um, regarding about the the, sp- the space where they live, like the large house, the unnecessary house with so much space that only two people live in, the way they eat their food, the way they think about how, what life success actually is. Yeah. Uh, there's these moments where like really the only time she kind of comes alive is when she asks or yells these things out to the sister. So I, I, I don't know. I feel, <clears throat> I feel like it could go other way, but I, I guess the, the way I'm leaning more is more the cult way. I was like, well, I lived in a barn or a house as big as this, but there was like 20 of us, you know, um, and X, Y, and Z. And why do you need it so much space? And I get like, that's like cult view. But at the same time, I almost feel like she probably had a lot of like thoughts beforehand of like, you know, uh, not everything is, why does everything have to be, you know, money based or this based or, you know, and stuff like that. It's probably why she kind of already went down a different path to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I feel like it's cult. like that. I feel the way she described her cell phone when, yeah. when she's like, oh, I've been married. Uh, yeah, married. I got married two years ago or a year ago, whatever she says. He's uh-huh. like, I tried calling you the number. Like, oh, I lost my phone. Like, what happened? You could get another one. I'm like, no, what? I got used to not having one. Like, right. seems like that's almost separate entirely from the cult. But at the same time, though, the cult was spewing this stuff to her all the time about the, the nature of the systemic you know, inconsistencies, the, the way people treat things. and Right, you know, it was. I, uh-huh. I just feel like she was already kind of in it, and they just abused mm-hmm. that more, you right. know? So, yeah. No, yeah, it must have been part of their brochure, right? Of, uh, sure, 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 sure. You know, to let, you know, because you, know, you got to stand for something, or at least pretend to. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You invite that kind of people over, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> makes sense, I guess. Anyway, I was just curious about that. Um, all right. I think that's it on Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Mm-hmm. Uh, toxic beliefs, bro. Careful sure. what you're told out there and what you're manipulated by. Um, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Anyway, um, that's it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. And uh, if you wish to follow me on Twitter and uh, Letterboxd. Letterboxd are more active in. Um, you can do so at Harmon Filmmaker, which is Filmmaker with A-R-M-E-N. Raf? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Don Rafael, uh, underscore between the Rafael. And um, you can follow me on Twitch at Trauma when I stream, because I'm um, very lazy and I've been sick. So. <laughs> that's right. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Remember, we are a bi-weekly show, so that's every other weekend. The next right. time in two weeks, Raf, what do we have? Um, we have my wife's pick, Cruella, mm-hmm. which uh, we're going to watch. Um, is she going to be joining us in the review? You're welcome. I don't know. I can ask her. Oh. See who she is. Maybe she will. Nice. And then um, and then we're going to do the F9, the fast saga. That's what it's called. The F9 button on the keyboard, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're running out. They only got three after. Um, That's true. Well, for the keyboard thing, anyways. Um that comes out end of this week, so we should be able to watch that soon as well. Um, let's see how many more family members they add or lose. Um, and then uh, my pick for Marathon, my last pick, is uh, 1994's Crooklyn. I think it's 95, though, cause, uh, but I may be wrong. Oh, yeah, Crooklyn. I was saying Clockers before. Huh? You said Crooklyn, right? I was thinking Clockers before. Wait, uh, is it Crooklyn or is it Clockers? Did I pick? 
Oh, I don't know. They, those are two movies made by Spike Lee. So I no, know. it is. I know, but I, I thought it was. Corporate. Oh shit! Did I just throw a wrench in your thought process? No, I don't know. No, I have to fucking find out. Because you know what? I could have sworn it was ninety-five. Um, it's in. It's in the thing. It's in the yeah, group. it is in the thing. Uh, I'm looking for clockers. It says clockers on here, on the Google Docs. So that it would be clockers, because you know, I remember it was from ninety-five to two thousand five. Okay, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like Clockers is the more better one, but I don't know, right? No, 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 no. That's, fine, that's fine. It was Clockers because I remember I picked ninety-five. I picked the ten-year gap. That's what I remember, and I was like, "Why does it say 94? Because as I just said it right now, I was like, oh, "That's wrong. Just, that was wrong." Right, right, right. Ninety-five to oh five, but ninety-five right. to oh five, right? Exactly. Right. That's what I did. So it was Clockers. It My apologies. Clockers, My yes. apologies. It is Clockers. Nonetheless, still Spike Lee. <laughs> uh, still mm-hmm. Spike Lee's Clockers. Um, I uh, haven't seen it. Obviously, I picked movies that I missed out on in those in that time span that I feel that uh, I should revi- that I should visit because revisit would mean I saw it and I never seen them. So I'm not revisiting shit. I'm just seeing them for the first time. Yeah, but you're um, revisiting that decade, so to speak. Right. What's up? You're revisiting the decade. I'm revisiting the decade. 100%. Right. Yes, I am. All right, excellent. Those are great movies. I can't wait to watch them. Obviously, at this time, I mean, Luke was supposed to be next. Again, he's still off off offshore to the Cayman Islands. But he doesn't work like anything expensive. He's just a janitor in one of the banks. But he works. He's working there right now, and he's not back yet. So we can't do his next picks there for his next marathon. So hopefully we'll be back by the next time, if not the time after that, I hope. But anyway, the marathons will continue as with Roth next choice. And until then, guys, I am Oscar. Uh, yeah, he is Oscar, and I'm Ralph. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Look, everything in this world is running exactly on schedule. Besides, to leave... We probably have to wait until the movie's over or something. Well, when is that going to happen?